time, buddy. We are live right now. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So uh, I want to do a little intro here. Uh, everybody uh, who's been listening, I've been wanting to get this guest on for quite a while. He's one of my <laughs> best friends and uh, uh, probably not my official mentor, but I will say this in my heart. Uh, you have been an unofficial mentor throughout my tattoo career. Oh, and I'm man, that's cool. Gratefully thankful for you know everything that you've taught me. That's humbling. I, I Thank had you. a I had another uh, uh, mentor during my apprenticeship, and um, while I learned from him, I honestly think that uh, the ways of the business throughout this you know the tattoo industry and navigating all of that, I, I've learned from just watching you and how you do things. So. Uh, everybody, this is my friend Jeff Burt. He is uh, the owner of Pleasure and Pain Tattoo in Taunton, Massachusetts. Welcome to the show. Thanks, friend. Right on, man. Boy, I'm, I'm humbled by that. <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, I'm not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for saying all that. Right on, man. And you're, you're right because, like, there's a lot to learn about the industry than just the art. Yeah. There's, uh, as a shop owner, there's, there's so many other facets of it. There's the, you know, the day-to-day running of the business and um, handling a bunch of very sensitive artists yeah, and that's, that's everything sure. in between. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for saying that, man. Absolutely, very cool. dude. Very right cool. on, man. So, uh, and I'll tell you, it's a two-way street. I mean, since you and I have been buddies... I've learned so much from you. Thanks, um, you know, just, man, you know, remember when we first started hanging out, we would paint together in my living room? Yeah, that? yeah. Like, from that point on, I, I was always just really focusing on, uh, whenever I'd see one of your posts of, of some of your artwork, I would focus on trying to reverse engineer it a little bit. Like, how did yeah. Fred do this? And how yeah. did he, what was in his mind when he designed this? And I've taken a lot of that and, and put it into my artwork. Thanks, so, buddy. right back at you, man. Right Thank on, you. man. Thank you absolutely, very much. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, you've been running Pleasure and Pain for how long now? Oh, God, I thought you were going to say, like, running, like, physically. Like, I'm <laughs> like, holy shit, no, I don't run. We haven't done that since uh, quarantine, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if I was chased, I'd probably just lay down and just, like, play dead. I don't I don't run anywhere. Uh, oh, God, that was scary. <laughs> uh, Pleasure and Pain opened in 2001. Yeah, okay. And um, Wow. Yeah, I know. It's been a it's been twenty a long years, run. dude. We got a twenty year uh, celebration next summer, man. I That's think awesome. we're gonna we're gonna oh, yeah. kick some ass. And no masks allowed. We'll have a we'll have a big old party. That's no awesome. shirts allowed either. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's just let's just get it out there. We're just gonna have a blast. Uh, remember that blast we had a couple years ago when we did our grand opening uh, for the new shop yeah, like three summers yeah. ago. It was awesome. You we had a nice the, little the hot get rods together. out in front. Yeah, the shop and everything. Yeah, we had a, we had a. Uh, a last minute, we put it all together, and we had a car show, bike show, and just big party, and uh, it was to celebrate the opening of the, the new shop. Yeah. So we'll do something like that, yeah. but maybe even bigger and better, you know? That'd be awesome. Yeah. So 2001, Pleasure and Pain opened, and I was uh, tattooing for about four years prior to that down yeah. in uh, your neck of the woods in good old Newport, Rhode Island. Yep. That's where I earned my bones. Yeah, so I worked down there. I did my apprenticeship down there, and about four years after that, I opened Pleasure and Pain. Who did you work for? If you don't want to like name names about anything, too, oh, I can no, I'll tell eventually you. bleep that out. Yeah. If you need to, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the shop's not there anymore. Yeah. It, it, uh, back in the day, there were, I think, four shops in Newport. It yeah. was um, uh, Buddy's was already long gone, unfortunately. Yeah. Buddy's is gone. Um, and there was Anchor Steam. 
There yep. was Anchor Steam's still there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah new owners. There was um, Captain Ron's, I think it was, or no. Captain, Sa- Sailor Captain Ron, Bre- Captain Brett, maybe Brett's Brett's tattoo. Yeah, there yeah. was. Um, Oh yeah, Captain Captain Brett. Captain but Brett. There was Sailor Ron too, right? Yeah, well, Sailor Ron was he was in Providence, I think. Oh yeah, I don't think he was Newport. And then there was Ruby's, and okay. then the fourth one that was in town was the one that I worked at, and where I started was Acupicture Tattoo. Okay, yeah, yeah. I did hear about that yeah. back in the day. Yeah, yeah, Acupicture. I uh, I got an apprenticeship with Jerry Schwartz, and I'll tell you, man, it was a different ball game back then, man. Yeah. Like we didn't. We didn't even have the internet to look for designs. If you can I feel like we're that. so spoiled now too. Like with Google, like do you, any any tattoo you yeah. want, you just Google it. And like, yeah. There it is. Yeah. You know? All right, yeah, anything you want. It, yeah. There's just all all these images that are readily available. But back then, I used to have to uh, I'd have to go into work the a couple hours early the day of, or yeah. stay late the the night before to make my needles. The, the tattoos <laughs> that I'd have to do. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to... Uh, Breathing in soldering iron fumes. Oh, and, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, don't ever pick your nose while you're soldering needles because it burns. Oh, like yeah. Yeah. Lost the flux up there and shit. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd have to go in and make my own needles, uh, yep. solder them on the bar, make the different configurations for mags or rounds or whatever. And so that's something I've always wanted to learn how to do. You know what I mean? I feel like I yeah. missed out on that part of my apprenticeship. Man. Yeah, it, it I feel like it came right at the tail end of all of that great stuff. Yeah, like disappearing. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Uh, I thought it'd be a great seminar to put together. It'd I don't know great. who who would attend it, but maybe there'd be some yeah. guys that are around your age, like mid thirties, yeah. uh, that are interested. So in, in I, I talk about that. the apocalypse a lot on this podcast. Okay. It's kind of like an ongoing joke theme now because <laughs> I'm paranoid that we're all gonna go to shit. Any day now, you know what I mean? Coming. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's zombies. And <laughs> I think about like, you know who the only guys that are going to be okay is guys like us, tattooers, right? But the guys How that- How do you figure? Well, because <laughs> if this all we goes Mad run. Max, <laughs> if this all goes Mad Max, we can barter. You know what I mean? We can barter our way into like some, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love like it. But you got to know how to like you got to know how to like make your own needles and shit because there's not going to be any manufacturers anymore. You no, know what I mean? No, you're right. So, it's all going to be guys that can make their own shit. Okay. It's going to go back to the old days. Okay, you know I mean? so this needle information, this needle making information is relevant. Yeah. I'm going to teach you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're going <gonna, laughs> to survive this shit. That's what's up. We're going to make it. We're going to make it through this apocalypse. Because people are going to still want tattoos when they're out there on their Mad Max cars and yep. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can trade for, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, some food. Yeah. There we you go. We can trade for some, some guns, shelter, ammo. For some ammo. Yeah. yeah. I'll just, we'll just do ink. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's brilliant. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah, man. All so right. uh, anyway, get back to your story. So uh, uh, where was make I? needles every week. Oh, yeah. Make so I had to go in and, and uh, get everything prepped up. I had to uh, solder all my needles together. And we had all these special different jigs so you could make your, you know, your, your, your rounds or your mags or whatever it was. And then we'd have to bag it up and yeah. cook them in the autoclave and... Yeah, hopefully you made enough for the week, and if you didn't, you'd have to, you know, stay late yeah. after work another night. Or how would you early. bag them up? Would they? Because uh, you can't. They didn't come in any fancy blister packs. Like they no, did we didn't have yeah. those fancy blister packs. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 none of that. It was, uh, you know, the autoclave bags, just little thin ones. Yeah, yeah, skinny yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, All and right. they would change color from like brown to blue yeah. or vice versa when they were sterile. Yeah, yep. So you really got to know what you're doing because you don't want to like get a a mag that. 
like your mag your your needles are as good as you made them that week <laughs> right and uh you definitely didn't want to uh fuck up a needle right can i swear on the show yeah you can oh, swear okay. yeah right. say fuck shit piss <laughs> all that good stuff yeah all right. let uh, it all out <laughs> yeah you definitely didn't want to mess up on a needle because yeah. it, it, you, you got this time invested you know once you set up you get your jigs out you you get your groupings together you you start soldering the last thing you want to do is mess one up yeah because it's just you know you'd have to start from scratch and it's just a pain in the ass yeah yeah so you're on acupicture acupicture tattoo and what is the like what's the mood like okay so today let me preface so today you walk into a tattoo shop and everything's clean yeah and they have marble countertops and all this fancy shit and, yeah um it's quiet because you can't hear it. there's no coil machines anymore yeah what is what is it like when you walk in in that old school like street oh. shop well uh when i first started with acupicture it was in the front section of a of a um, condemned vacant old hotel. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the entire hotel was completely vacant. Yeah. Uh, minus a probably couple hundred rats. Yeah. And maybe some <laughs> some uh, homeless people that lived there. Uh, but the the shop itself was in the front, and yeah. it was relatively clean. Clean, yeah. considering okay. it was in an abandoned hotel. Yeah. Uh, and it was just. Uh, flash was everywhere. We had yeah. flash rack after flash rack after flash rack, and someone would walk in and they'd be like, "Yeah, I just want like a B seven, and we'd have to go in the back and go through the book and find the line work for B seven, and yeah. we print it out and we do the tattoo. Like, there really wasn't a lot of custom drawing back then. Yeah. You know, it was just basically flash. So someone would come in and they'd see like a sweet tribal band and they would want that on their arm, or um. You know, I, I think that 90% of the work that I did was uh, tramp stamps and tribal bands. Really? Honest to God. I mean, this is late 90s in Newport. Yeah. That's what have, everybody and, wanted. And you know that you have the fads in tattoo as well. Like oh, yeah. I, I, was, I was, when I first started, it was like Infinity Signs and uh, Mandalas. Yeah. That was like the biggest thing. Yeah. Especially Infinity Signs. Yep. Um, well, uh, back then, it was tribal bands and... And uh, tramp stamps. Like, uh, like barbed wire bands and shit, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Tasmanian Devils. The best was when you mixed a tribal band with a barbed wire. <laughs> that was about as custom as we got. <laughs> That's as custom and there was as we no, got. There's no iPads or anything. You know what I mean? No. Like, God, no. no. <laughs> everything was hand-drawn. Light tables. And, yeah. and uh, we'd have just tracing paper everywhere. Yeah. There'd be just piles of it. That's why I say I came in at the very tail end of that era. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. When did you start tattooing? Jeez. Uh, I think 2007, 2008. That sound about right? No, I want to say like, yeah, no, probably 2009, 2010. Okay. I want to say yeah. 2010, honestly. Yeah, that's really when the industry started really changing. Like, I think that uh, the quality of artists for the most part started going higher and higher and higher. Right. And then, like, everybody was trying to catch those those guys that were doing the yeah. amazing work that you'd see in the in the magazines. Uh, so, yeah, that around that, right around that time, there was a big change in the industry. Right. And I think a lot of guys got left behind. I think, think a lot so? of guys that the were... The old school guys? Let's think maybe the, a lot of guys that were at that uh, 20 or 30-year uh, 
mark in their career. Yeah. And the industry side of changes so much. I think a lot of those guys are like, ah, I'm not going to draw on an, an iPad. I'm not going to use the yeah. internet. I'm going right. to, you know, keep it, uh, you know, keep it real. And I think that a lot of those guys might have, you know, got left behind a little bit. Yeah. No, I can I can understand that too because mm. they're com- they're totally coming from this this era where it's like they're not dependent on the internet at all. You know right. what I mean? Yep. And I think nowadays we're so dependent. This job is so dependent on the internet. It's almost I almost don't like that aspect. You know? What oh, I mean? it's like because it's not like if you don't have an Instagram, dude, you ain't making money. You when's the last time you drew one. something on paper? I can't even it's tell like you a the year, last dude. Time I did something like that. No, I and I yeah. I only did it once just to like. Because I was teaching an apprentice, like uh-huh. this is how we used to do it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And yeah. actually, I teach all my apprentices now uh, to watercolor first. Oh, that's how to, smart. How to spit shade. You know, I what like I mean? that. Yeah, you know, I teach yeah. them like the looking at the brush. You know, nobody does that. Anymore. They yeah. just use water. But you know, yep, I love it. Um, because I feel like watercolor is a really great way to teach how to tattoo because you have to live with your mistakes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once you put that water down and it dries, you can't fucking erase that shit. It's mm-hmm. on there. Now figure out how to, how are you going to work with what you put down in the first place? If you made a mistake, how are you going to, you know, work it in or yeah. fix it, you know? You make me want to pick up a, a watercolor brush. It's still and stuff fun, anything. man. Yeah. You know, like w- when I do see, you know, even my apprentice Jess, when I was watching her do it, I was like, that looks like a lot of fun. It would just be nice to have like a tangible piece of artwork. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah. Because now it's all, it's all in, on a screen, you know what I mean? It's you know. Yeah. So w- during that time when the industry changed a lot in the in the you know two thousand seven to two thousand ten, I think that uh, a lot of guys were kind of just set in their own ways, but a lot of guys kind of evolved, and I think that maybe I was one of them, yeah. or I kind of I had to I, I had to feed my family, so it was either kind of evolve with the time or get left behind. So yeah. that's when. Um, I started drawing on uh, on the iPad at that point. I started doing more digital artwork yeah. and uh, really started doing a lot more custom stuff. Yeah. I think that for a while it was kind of a mix between, you know, take a, you know, still doing a lot of flash work, a lot of stuff off the wall, but starting to, you know, kind of experiment a little bit with custom drawings mm-hmm. and, and started getting more people to get custom stuff. And then it snowballed to basically custom only. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like the the introduction of the iPad to this industry has it's not only sped it up, but it's raised the bar, right? Oh yeah, man. Because now, like, you can get done uh, like a piece of flash or something in half the time. Yeah, and especially if it's symmetrical, you can, you can yeah, you can yeah, you <laughs> just line. you draw half and it draws <laughs> the other half while you're doing it, right? Yeah. That's great. Um, but you can also like experiment. It's a time for experimentation, you know. Mm-hmm. You can see something before you can actually, before you do it. And if you don't like what you did, you just, you know, press undo a couple times and you're back yep. to where you started, you know. And I agree. Um, I've always thought that the, the, the um, drawing digitally, whether it's Procreate or, I mean, that's just the one that I'm very familiar with, but Photoshop and that, Waku, Wagu, you know. Oh, uh what, the, what's the uh, name of that one? Wacom tablet. Wacom. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever, whatever it is, it it's basically just a more efficient way to do what we were doing back then. Like yeah. we would light table and tracing paper, so we were kind of doing the same shit, yeah. uh, but it's just way more efficient with the uh, with the iPad. Yeah. And 
if you can be more efficient, you can you can do a little bit more. Yeah. Um, like how many times have you drawn, let's say, a basic image in the center, like a primary image of, uh, say, like a speaker, just because there's one right in my face. Yeah. But a speaker with a couple flowers around it, and a, and you know a little bit of you know leaves around the flowers, and you have it done on the on the iPad. Well, then you can tweak the size of the flower a little bit. You yeah. can move this flower a little bit. I mean, yeah, you could do that on the on the light table, but. You know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. break out the tracing paper. You know, yeah. You'd have like layers of the shit. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. But like, you don't the, want to erase anything either. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. No, God no. <laughs> and you don't want to have to redraw anything because right. time is money. Yeah. So like, once you had it basically laid out, the size of the flower was that was pretty much the size of the flower that, that was going to yeah. go into that tattoo. Yeah. So get it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the angle of that flower, well, that's pretty much the angle that it's going to go. Right. Uh, but uh, with the with the iPads or any any digital. Uh, yeah. Uh, medium it's just you can do anything with them you can make them bigger smaller mirror them flip them especially if like the client's there that day and they're like ah, can we make that flower a little bigger and you're like yeah no problem no, fuck yeah, what it used to be like no that's <laughs> that's what <laughs> we, you yeah we, we can't do that yeah <laughs> that flower yeah. right there no 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 you, yeah, that, that can't get any bigger it's impossible <laughs> that's one of the main reasons still to this day though why i don't show drawings to clients yeah uh, bef- beforehand because some of them are like well when can you show me the drawing and i'm like Day of, I know. I you know? Uh, boy, I'll tell you, I just ran into a a, a, a terrible scenario. Exactly what you're talking about, yeah. and I'm usually pretty good at that. I don't want to show anybody the drawing uh, a week or two prior because you know they're just going to rip it apart, right? Um, so I know that one. I always try to show it to them the day of, but this one particular guy, I showed it to him uh, a week before, and I was redrawing this freaking design. Every night for a week. And, yeah. and I got to the point, like, I didn't end up doing the tattoo. I finally got to the point where I was like, and I hate saying this to someone, I was like, I'm just not the right artist for you. You yeah. know, like, you gotta, you, you just, you're looking for something that I can't give you. I hate being that guy. I really do. I try to, you know, I try to make everybody happy as no, far totally as my clients understand. are concerned. You can read the writing on the wall, though, too. So this was just totally. You're the just top. like, fuck this guy. Yeah. You're like talking shit about him, you know, <laughs> in your head. You know? shit like, yeah. around. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then you're like, what do you think about this? You're like, nice yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's the exactly inside, it. you just feel, yeah, it's like that gut feeling of like, this is going to be a problem. I knew um, even if I, at, at, there was a point when he kept nitpicking the design, I was like, even if I make this exactly how he wants it, it's going to be on his arm and it's, there's going to be an issue. Yeah. The colors will be off. He's not going to like this. He's not going to like that. I just, I knew it was going to be an issue with this yeah. guy. So yeah, I had to, I had to bow out. Yeah. Yep. But that's always a problem too when they have a design and it's like a month before. And I've done that. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Especially like, sometimes I still do. I don't want to do <laughs> and my clients are going to hear this and like, what the hell? You never show me a drawing. Right, yeah. It's because I feel bad and I like the person, but I, it always bites me in the ass because they have it for a month and they and they have time to like show their friends yeah. and nitpick it. And then their friends, gonna say friends offer suggestions or they say, well, it kind of looks like this. Mm-hmm. It looks like a dick kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, know and then they mean. come back like a month later and they're like, so I have a whole different idea. So I was thinking, and you're like, what the fuck? I just spent all this time. Yeah. And you're not getting paid right. for that time. Do you charge for your drawings? Uh, no. No, I don't either. I feel like I should, but. I sometimes I, I, I think I should also. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially when you're up, like, I stay up late. Yeah. I'm up like six hours a yep. night. Like yep. drawing something for the next day, you know. When's so. the uh, when's the last time you had to uh, say to someone, "I'm not the right artist for you"? It's been a while. Yeah, I think uh, 
I, I don't think it ever gets to the point when they're in the shop now. And I have to say that, mm-hmm. or it doesn't even get to, like, I, I kind of know ahead of time now, like, yeah, this you is can what kind the person of feel wants and sense them. I'm getting a little pickier now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, even though like, like I try not to be too picky. There's just stuff that I'm just like, Oh, you know, mm-hmm. I hate to see money leave out the door. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. From a business but, owner's right. point of view, the last thing you want to do is see right. someone walk out right. the door that, and you know, that guy that I told him I'm not the right out of from, you know, he's shit talking me. Fuck yeah. that guy. You know, right. you know, he, but he, I just got to the point where I was like, I know I'm not going to make this guy happy yeah. and it's just not worth my time anymore. I'll tell you what I have. I, I have like done that to people before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say it in a way like, you know what? You know, if if this doesn't work for you, maybe maybe I'm not the right artist, but I can find an artist for you. And then they're always like, well, no, we can do whatever you want. You know, like, <laughs> like and it, at the end of the day, they just want a tattoo from me. And yeah, that's good to know. That's good to feel. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I, I have to kind of put my foot down and be like, look, man, I'm not going to give you a bad tattoo. I promise, you know, to yep. the end of my days, I will not ever try to give you a bad tattoo i'm gonna do my the best i can you know what i mean yep you've seen my work i just need a little bit of trust from you and usually they're like yeah okay yeah. you know what i mean yeah they're, they're kind of cool about it so but i'll tell you you know what if you put your mind put your mind in the the mind of your client and, and i think this is what it is they want to be able to show off their tattoo and say you see this leaf right here. Like he wanted to do the leaf straight. I told him to curve it like that. They want to make it look like they had input right. in the design of the tattoo. Yeah. And that's like, you know, it makes them feel kind of like they yeah. were part of it, I think. So yeah. uh, it is It is just what it is, you know. Yeah. You got to make them happy. So I always tell them like before we start a tattoo and I'm in the consultation, I always say, hey, you know, like I'm really looking forward to working on this with you with you yeah, yeah with you yeah yeah because it makes it does make them feel like a, yep. they're part of and they should be you know yeah. i think they they actually are if they if they come with an open mind and they and they uh and they're chill mm-hmm. you know and they're not like super controlling about everything i think that you have a nice flow of some of my best ideas weren't even my ideas the, the clients, clients right? right yeah no the i know exactly coming with like a cool idea i'm like holy shit that's great yeah and then you're the catalyst to you're, you're the vessel that kind of brings that out you know what i mean yeah. so yeah and i think that's what we are we're just glorified illustrators and we just draw on people's skin that's the only difference i agree with you and i think that um you know, if they do like the overall design and they just want to change a little leaf or move a, a flower a little bit, I think that sometimes I'll look at it and be like, ah, it's perfect the way that it is. But then I'll do that little change and I'll be like, all right, that is actually yeah. pretty dope. That looks awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, having their input is, is, is huge, I think. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you some questions that uh, uh, you probably get all the time okay. from, <laughs> awesome. from that clients. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Have I ever tattooed myself? Yeah. Yes, I have. <laughs> did it hurt? <laughs> so why did you get into tattooing? What made you be like, this is what I want to do? This is what, like, were you always an artist <laughs> or? Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it really was, but not in the way that you think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was just partying too much, yeah. you know. Before I was a tattoo artist, I just remember every week 
come Saturday or Sunday, my paycheck will be completely gone. Yeah. I would have partied my ass off, you know, all day Friday, all day Saturday, and had a hell of a hangover on Sunday. And I was just like in this vicious cycle where I just couldn't really uh, get out of it. You know, I just kept partying all the time. So I uh, I moved to Newport, Rhode Island with a friend of mine, and um, I was starting over, right? Yeah. I got in with this really good construction company, and uh, it was great. I was making some pretty good money, and... I started getting into that same routine again. I got out of it for a little while, but I caught up with the same type of group of people that yeah. down there. We were just partying every night. I was in the bars every night. I was, you know, just blowing all kinds of lines every night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you name it. I was doing it, but I was just sick of it. I was like, man, I'm doing this same bullshit again. I just wanted to get a part-time job. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do. I was like, something right. to keep me out of trouble, keep me out of the bars. I thought about being a bouncer. I thought about being a bartender, but I was like, well, that's right back in the middle yeah. of it. And then Newport had a big uh, tattoo scene. You know, they were probably one of the biggest towns in the area or biggest um, communities around here, like Providence, Newport, and then you'd have to go all the way to New Hampshire to get a tattoo. Yeah. So Newport was just always known. Plus, it was an old sailor base. So I uh, I wanted to get into it. So I went in and I, I talked to that guy, Jerry Schwartz, and I remember he said... Um, you know, we kind of hit it off. And he's like, well, I don't even know if you're an artist or not. It's like, so I need to see a portfolio. I said, all right, no problem. Yeah. I didn't have anything drawn. <laughs> I had nothing at all. I you just were said, like, no problem. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I could do this. So yeah. I spent a couple days. I said, give me like three days. And I and I went and I spent three days and I was just I just filled up a sketchbook. You know, it's funny. You do that to your uh, apprentices or... The seven-day challenge. Yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, Everybody like, that I've go ever away and draw me some shit, and then come back and we'll take a look. You got if yeah. if they make it to that point. Yeah, if I like their personality and they seem like they would be a, a you know a, a a good you know addition to the shop, I give them the seven day challenge. Yeah. and in those seven, I have seven different drawings that I give them, and they gotta you know come back in a week and show me what they got. Yeah, I think that's great. You put yeah. the pressure on them. Yeah. So what did you draw during that three days where you were? I think the first thing I drew was I went uh, I went to I don't know Walmart and bought a, a <laughs> sketchbook <laughs> and I bought some pencils and I went yeah. down to Second Beach down in Newport and I sat there and I I drew St George's Cathedral from yeah. uh, Salve Regina. It's a beautiful. Uh, church that's up on the hill and you can oh, see it perfectly you from like the beach. went old school I did. student on him yeah okay. yeah no, totally old school i yeah. sat there for about four hours i wish i still had that drawing that's cool it came up pretty rad so i drew that and then i drew uh, um i don't even know no i don't even know see most so most ago. candidates will come in they'll just bring me tattoo flash yeah and what i want to see is saint george's cathedral yeah you know what i mean oh yeah i want to see real shit yeah so well, St. George's Cathedral is what got me the job because yeah. he looked at that and he's like, yeah, when can you start? He yeah. didn't even look at anything else. He was probably like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's wicked I've good. Seen, I've, seen some of the, <laughs> I've seen some of the like uh, like the drawings from even like professional tattoo artists from back in the day. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably what my, it's probably what my cathedral looks yeah. like. Yeah. In my head, I think it's dope. Yeah, yeah. But if I actually saw it, I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> that sucked. Yeah. Uh, but that was it. I got the job and I'll tell you, Fred, within three months, I just fell in love with it. Yeah. I, I fell in love with the industry. Like, like, uh, I don't even know. I just fell hard. And within six months I quit the construction job and I was making like, probably making about 500 bucks a week, man. Yeah. It was 
like a lot of money back yeah, right. then. I was like, <laughs> yeah. wow, this is great. Plus, uh, I just, I really enjoyed it. And I was working yeah. with people, and at the time, it was just perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. So this was like, what, 1996? 97? I recently found my very first tattoo license from the state of Rhode Island. Yeah. I found it in an old junk drawer. Oh, it, shit. What number are you? I don't know the na- I don't know the number, but yeah. uh, I'll look though because I have yeah. it. But it was ninety six. Yeah. Yep. Nineteen ninety six. Wow. Yep. There wasn't a lot then because tattooing had just become legal recently around that time, right? In Rhode uh, Island. I think it was. I think it was legal for a while. Really? Prior to that. It, it, at this time, it was illegal in mass. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was illegal in mass. It was illegal in mass. But yeah, that's why mass. you had all the Rhode Island tattoo artists. Yeah. Correct. And that's right. why you had all those tattoo shops right on the Massachusetts yeah. border because they were trying to, yeah. excuse me, they were trying to get all the, all the mass holes to come down. Yeah. I always thought it was great because the, the licenses in Rhode Island, they're all numbered, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think Sailor Ron had number one. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, I so, believe that. I believe it. Whenever I I talk to other tattoo artists in, in the state, we always talk about the numbers. Cause it's what like, number are you? I don't like 400 or something like that. Okay. So I'll go look. Now we're in the thousands. So. Yeah. I, I, I'll go look. Uh, I'll find out what number I yeah. am. I don't remember. I wonder what number Buddy Mott was. This is probably before numbers. It probably maybe he was number one, and then Sailor because Sailor he just passed away not too, too long ago. I know. Yeah. I heard about that. It's very sad. Uh, I mean, Buddy was doing it uh, in like the the sixties, right? Yeah, he maybe he's number one. I don't know. I bet she is. I'm curious. You know who? No, KJ. That guy, he is just an encyclopedia of tattoo history in this Who's area. KJ? KJ used to own um, uh, Modern Primitives up on Federal Hill. Okay, and he owns Holdfast right. Irons. He's a good buddy of mine. Oh, I know Hold Fast Irons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got a kick-ass, like, collection of tattoo memorabilia, and yeah. uh, he's just, he's got a, a cool. shit ton of knowledge about it. Uh, last time I was at his house, he actually had Buddy Mott's sign that was hanging out in front of his shop. Where does he live? He's down in, like, uh, Rhode Island, like, Oh, okay. I'm thinking of another uh, guy then. So he's, he's got a background in sign building or sign making. His dad was a, uh, a really talented sign maker, so KJ picked a lot of that up. And um, you know that you ever see that brass box that I have, the brass monkey box yeah. that I bring to the shows? Yep. K- KJ painted all that. Oh, really? It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And he does some pretty kick-ass signs. That's cool. Uh, his plan was to take the old Buddy Mott sign and restore it. And I wonder if he did that because that was a year or two ago. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see that. So when I first opened my shop, I needed an autoclave. Mm-hmm. And uh, a client of mine knew this guy that was a piercer in Newport at one time. And the autoclave is, like, ancient. It's like mm-hmm. a Pelton crane from, like, the 70s or 60s or something. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, the thing still works. Yeah. It still works. They don't build them like that anymore. Yeah. They're all digital yeah. now. They, they actually recommend it if you have one of those to just, like, upgrade it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just get it, like, uh, tuned up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have a so, similar one, Pelton yeah. and crane, that's pretty ancient. So he said that it – I don't know if this is true or not. Because he had some old, like, uh, Sailor Jerry tattoo machines in this guy's basement. This guy that I bought the uh, the autoclave off of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he said he was a piercer in some old shop. I don't know if it was was a buddy, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if Buddy ever pierced. Yeah, I don't it know. It was him and his two daughters. Somebody's old shop, the thing was, it, it, it's ancient. You know what I mean? He had mm-hmm. all kinds of cool tattoo memorabilia. No too. shit. He lived in... Um, I visited his house, 
And he wouldn't, like, I was like, how much for, like, these, like, old tattoo machines? These are great, you know, yeah. and he wouldn't sell them to me. He no price, like, fuck huh? you, no way, yeah. Oh, wow. He was like, but I'll give you the, the autoclave for a 1000 yeah. And I was like a thousand. The thing's like 30 years old, 40, <laughs> 50 years old. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that, that old shit like that. I didn't uh, know shit back then, but you yeah. know, that um, thermograph machine I sent, I, I sold you a couple years back. You still use that thing? I use it every day. It's the, the, I don't use the other ones. There's nothing better than those old ones, man. I love that thing. I'm telling you, they're yeah. bulletproof and they just work, you yeah. know? Sometimes mechanical will outlast a digital shit yeah. all day long. Like, um, those. I was at a convention up in Niagara, and they had, like, that community uh, thermograph machine for everybody to use. Yeah. I couldn't figure the fucking thing out, man. <laughs> like, I'm standing there like like, uh, like I'm green. I'm like, I don't know yeah. how to make a stencil. And I'm, like, trying to jam the paper up up the ass of the machine, and that yeah. wasn't working. And, and then, like, some young... Which, which one is it? The little silver ones? It or, was like, this the machine little, like, that you had to, like, fold the paper apart. I know. Apart. We have one of those. Oh, we have one of those. Oh, my God. I and it's, like, all, out. like... <laughs> like the translation because it's like made in china yeah so the translations on the on like uh the labels for all the buttons and shit are all off like <laughs> there's one setting it's called deepness one and then you have deepness two and i'm like what oh, the fuck is deep, deepness <laughs> you gotta set the deepness of the i, I think it means darkness like the hey, how dark yeah, your, yeah. the print want you yeah. want the print to come out yeah and then uh like but if you if you turn it on, it means it's off. But if you turn it off, it means it's on. I don't know. It's all backwards. That's like crazy. if the light is on, that means it's off. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? That's so, <laughs> it is super confusing even yeah. just looking at the thing. So. Yeah. It's like when you buy something on eBay or something and, and it's from China, you get the letter that says, so happy for your order. Yeah. You know, please, yeah. if not as happy as we are, you know, kindly, you know, the way that they, the translation is from, from Chinese to us is, the, yeah. is always kind it's of so funny off. the way that they talk. <laughs> yeah. So when I was at that convention, I'm looking at this machine like, like I had no idea how to use it. And I remember some like 15 year old tattoo artist walked up and like a, a young girl and she just like did her thing in like three seconds. And I remember looking at her like, how dare you? You right. know, like, yeah. ah, these <laughs> young kids today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the old ones, you can't beat them. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Jerry took you, his name's Jerry? Yeah, Jerry he Schwartz. Last in. time I heard he's tattooing out in uh, Vegas right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was an interesting cat. He yeah. really was. Uh, I think that, I have no ill will towards him at the time. Yeah. You know, he fired me. Because uh, I was working for him for about three years, and you know, I knew everything about tattooing. Obviously, after three years, yeah, right? We all think that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. a buddy of mine, that kid that I tattooed, he was a client. He was like saving up to open a restaurant. Yeah. So he just came in one day. He was like an art student. He was a really cool guy, and uh, he said, um, "Hey, you know." Instead of me opening this restaurant, because we had talked about that in one of our previous previous uh, sessions together, I was working on a whole sleeve. He's like, "Why don't we? Uh, why don't we open a shop together in Massachusetts? It's it's going to be legal soon. This was all in the news. It was a oh, big yeah. deal." So I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be awesome," you know. So we started talking, and next thing you know, that's how pleasure and pain got started. Well. Jerry caught wind of it. Oh. And, uh, yeah, he just fired me. I walked into work yeah. one day, and he was never there early. He always showed up, like, the second part of the day. And I'd, I'd open the shop for him. And I walked in, and he was, he was sitting there. I'm like, hey, Jerry, you're here early. 
And he goes, yep, I came in early to fire you. <laughs> I said, oh. He didn't even give you like any like. <laughs> oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? He's like, yeah, I know you're opening up your own shop. Uh, I want you out of here. I don't want you taking any any of the my clients, you know, so you got to go. So I walked into my room and everything was already in a pile. Yeah. He, he was already going through all my oh, shit, cherry dang. picked whatever he wanted and took everything and, yeah. you know, put it in a pile and said, I got to go. So... I left. <laughs> you know, back I wish then, it didn't there was, go. There was no contracts back then. There were no, no, like, no, no. It was no, all no. on a handshake. Yeah. And you didn't have to worry about internet too much, right? Right. So. Yeah, yeah if I wanted to tell Nowadays, people, it's like, yeah, they can go on the like online and just take yeah. all your fucking client info. You got to be careful with this shit. Now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, problem. the problem there was in a very short period of time, Jerry had taught me everything he knows, which, which wasn't a lot at the time. He just, yeah. he was just... He got that shop the right place at the right time. I think that he was only tattooing for a small time, a small period of time before the guy that he bought it from retired. And he just kind of made it look like he knew a lot more than he did. But in reality, you know, Jerry wasn't very experienced. He'd only been tattooing a couple of years. So I learned what I could from him. And then I think I just um, started advancing faster and faster and faster. And I started like getting a, a more of a following than he did. And I think that bothered him. You know, he was yeah. really kind of bitter about the fact that, you know, more and more people wanted to come to me instead of him. This young and, kid comes in and just yeah. steals all the clients. And yeah. And then when he <laughs> caught wind of me, opening up my own shop, he just... He just he was scared me. of you. I think so. Yeah. Maybe a little threatened. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. It, it was, uh, you know, definitely for the best. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I packed up all my shit yeah. in my, like... I had like a 1991 Beretta GT, which <laughs> I thought was the coolest car <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. And I had uh, some ski racks on the top. And I put all my shit in the car, and then just as I was, like, loading in the last of my stuff, which was a, a gun case full of my machines, uh, one of my clients pulled in. He's like, what's going on? And I started talking to him. Well, I put the gun case on the top of the car, and I didn't realize. And I was done talking to the dude, and I got in my car, and I left. And the machines took a ride on the top of the Chevy Beretta from the shop all the way to my house. Oh, my God. And thank God I had the... Uh, the, the ski racks on there because they, yeah, they stayed there. Lucky. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, that was a close call. <laughs> yeah. So then Pleasure and Pain opens. Well, are you still, are you still kind of dabbling in the dark arts of, you know, drugs and alcohol and women and <laughs> <laughs> are you still living the fast life yeah, or right. are you settled down oh, yet? God. <laughs> well, um, well, <clears throat> fortunately, um, when I got fired, I mean, I needed an income. Right. Uh, that'll, uh, that'll put you yeah. know, some So this kid, Dave, it. and I, we had already moved forward with our plans, and, and we were already looking at locations, and we were gonna, it was a go. But I needed income for that five or six months when we were going to be potentially building the shop. So yeah. I, uh, I ended up hooking up with uh, Nathan, who owns, uh, he now owns... Um, Which City Which City Inc. In Salem, right? Correct. Yeah. And at the time, he owned a shop called Dark Wave down in Roxbury. Yeah. And him and I hooked up, and, and we hit it off, and I started working for him right away. And this is where I really learned a lot. Like, after a week of working with him, I was like, man, I don't know shit. Like, this guy really just taught me so much about the craft. And I stayed with him for, I guess, about a year. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm glad to say that to this day, him and I are really good friends. Yeah. You know, right when I, I signed on with him, I said, look, this is kind of just temporary. I'm, I'm opening my own shop. And he said, cool, I need someone temporarily. So it was just a mutual um, benefit to both of us. Cool. And to this day, him and I are good buddies, so uh, it worked out good. Yeah. Uh, Natan runs the Boston Tattoo Convention now, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. 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 
So while I was working for him, I built Pleasure and Pain. Uh, and when I say built it, like I was, I had a background in construction, so I, I built the walls. I, yeah. I sheetrocked it. Was this I the one it. on? Uh, was it a? Uh, was it one hundred three? No, one thirty eight. One thirty eight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, our first location was. Uh, and that was that with your old landlord. No, no, no. What sucked about Pleasure and Pain is I, I never completely owned it until you know recently yeah i always had a business partner right so um at first it was this kid dave marks and then you know we worked together for a couple of years the deal was with him is i was going to teach him how to tattoo and you know he was going to help me pay for the place so yeah. uh it went good for a little while but you know i think egos got in the way a little bit and yeah. we, we ended up having a falling out well he sold his half to two of the artists that were there and and then the too many chiefs, you know, oh, yeah. too many chiefs at that point. So that didn't work out too good. And then those guys sold to, and then can you, I just, can't imagine like, and they I was could, always they just, just sell there. their half like yeah, that. It sucked and, so without bad. Fucking talking to you about it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that bullshit. Wow. Yeah. But, um, you know, man, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, and during that time it was like, were you still, did you own, did you own that building for a while then? No, I never did. I always just rented it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So when came on, though, it was it a was it a different like was it a different building? Was it his own building? It was, yeah, came on and then like so you he, guys moved from one location to a different one. No, it was that same building. Oh, really? He came on and at the time we rented it, but then like the landlord came to me one day and said he wanted to sell. So oh, was wealthy, scooped, that shit up. scooped it up and he bought the building. Yeah, and then like just had his claws in me, you know? Right, like, right. I, I felt like I couldn't really leave him yeah, at that yeah. point. I'll probably believe his name because I wanted to talk shit a little. <laughs> I just remember your wife being like, "He's a fucking slumlord," you know. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't a, a completely bad guy, but I think yeah, was, I mean we had our little, moments. He was a little shady, right? Yeah, we had some yeah. some shadiness going on. Uh, for the most part, you know, we got along pretty good, uh, yeah. but like he was just so shady about everything. Yeah. Like he would try to. It's always about money. Yeah, he would try to rip the guy off that brought us lunch every day. You know, like <laughs> ah, we'll tip him four dollars, give him two fifty. Yeah, that's right. why, That's yeah. all he needs. <laughs> you name it, he was yeah, a yeah. shyster. Yeah. Oh man, he was crazy. <laughs> but I mean, for the most part, whatever. So we, we were cool. When I met you, uh, we can get into that a little bit more. But I want to talk about like when I, when you invited me uh, to the shop for the first time, and I walked in, it was like a whole new world. So yeah. my impression was like I walk in, it's like, it's like biker, biker tattoo shop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's like a checkered floor, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's uh, Jerry Springer's on the TV. Uh, <laughs> do we have the there's, stripper pole? <laughs> there was a stripper pole. Uh, so Jeff, Jeff tattooed on this platform. Yeah, and it was like a stage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and him and Nick Clattenburg worked side by side with each other. Yeah. and there was a stripper pole <laughs> in the middle of Jeff's show. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I remember him walking up to it. I remember you walking up to it and, me, and slapping that bag, that, that, the, the stripper pole and being like, yep, sometimes this bad boy gets some action, if you know what I mean. Is <laughs> that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was a bear. There was a taxidermy bear. You still have the bear. Yeah, he's still had a, like unofficial a, it shot had a mascot. police hat yeah. and sunglasses. The place was just like a smorgasbord of like partying and <laughs> fast times and yeah there were swords all over the place yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool like old school flash it was just like this 
it was like walking into a time capsule and i kind i do kind of miss that that feeling that old vibe of like this is where tattoos came from and yeah and you kind of added that in into it a little bit you know there was like this big light box next to your desk yeah i built it into that, the yeah, into a huge yeah desk, you know yeah. what i mean and yep. uh i mean those days are gone but mm -hmm. it was just like this cool like i remember walking into the bathroom and you had like like the men's bathroom had like playboys and you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know and there there's uh -huh. porno mags and shit in there. <laughs> yeah we uh you know we just lived on the edge for yeah. a while there you yeah. know we uh <sighs> pleasure and pain uh, you know when it first started i had a i had a group of guys that worked for me and we just partied man we yeah. were just we were just uh, just it sounded like a blast like you're yeah. you're young and you're like living you're living the, those years of your life and you're uh -huh. just like <laughs> how cool is it though when you become a tattoo artist and you're like oh fuck yeah like right i'm like a rock star now yeah you, know? you yeah. go to bars and people buy you drinks yep and, um yeah a lot of times uh you know we would get lunch delivered and the guy would pay for the bill and you know yep. everybody wants to be your friend when right. you tattoo uh, yep. for sure yeah <laughs> now i feel like we're a dime a dozen now but, yeah. yeah no shit right <laughs> so um when did uh when did the party stop i guess well um i had this group of guys and and we we were all good buddies you know yeah. we really were but the party and just started escalating over and over and over. We just yeah. started getting worse and worse and worse. Like we'd close the shop earlier to, so we could party more and we'd be in the bars every night. <laughs> and after a while, this was that same routine in my life that kept kind right. of filtering, filtering in. So I was like, I just had it, you know what I yeah. mean? I was like, man, I'm done. Um, so we had a meeting and I remember saying, I was like, guys, we just can't do this anymore like no. you know i heard that the shop was being like like under surveillance from somebody oh my god a really of, a lot of the buddies that i had were like you know that they were just kind of shady people yeah. and I, I just kept hearing all this stuff about about like like the hammers coming down soon you know so i just had a meeting and i said look we, get, we just can't do this anymore there's no more partying in the shop we're not drinking after hours here we're not you know uh doing anything like that in the shop anymore and it created a wall. Oh, they didn't like that shit. Yeah, it was like it was like right down the middle. Yeah. It, it was uh, everybody was kind of taking sides, and then that's when I started. They started just leaving. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I was like five guys, six guys that you know within the course of three or four months they all just jumped ship yeah and uh i was just left with uh myself and and a couple of the new apprentices and that was probably the closest that i ever came to losing the shop because yeah. like we just couldn't you know all these guys as, as much as we were partying they had a great reputation they were good right, artists you know right. they, they could they at least definitely bring, were. bring some people in absolutely yeah. and uh so like we just couldn't we couldn't do that anymore so i had to build it back up and in doing that um you know, it was a struggle. It was yeah. hard, but I, I got I got artists like Rob McElroy in there, Tara, Tara Martin, uh, Kevin O'Connor was yeah. there. and um, See, this is they came in right around the time that I think I met you then, right? Yeah, well, Kevin was like one of those guys that stuck around. When everybody jumped ship, Kevin was like my apprentice. Yeah. So he uh, just stuck through all the bullshit with me, and yeah. we built the place up, and um, and we just kept it just a nice clean environment um you know drug free partying yeah. uh drinking all that shit was never done there and 
it just evolved into this awesome shop that we have. Yeah, now. man. Now you have like yeah. 401ks and shit and <laughs> fucking healthcare right. and all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like you never heard of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we take good care of it's our It's like artists. a real business. Uh, <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, honestly, Fred, we got to give credit what credit is due. A, a huge part of that is my wife. Yeah. Like she oh, yeah. is just. She's a saint. She is. Love her to a, death. A business savvy person she's yeah. just so good at it yeah. like, like the running of the the daily uh, bullshit i, I gotta absolutely. give it to her she's just yeah. absolutely amazing yeah yeah that's awesome and we're a good team we work good together uh, I always say that uh, she does all the work and I take all the credit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, My wife her- would say the same about me too. She runs this place as well. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And uh, you bless, know, the, bless both their hearts. Yeah. You know? So we we moved locations uh, three years ago. Yep. Got rid of some dead weight and um, and haven't looked back. Now you're kicking yeah. ass. Kicking ass. I love it. Mm-hmm. So opened up a second location in Attleboro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. which is haunted. Tell me about that. I just watched oh. the fucking video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jeff had this video online of the shop is haunted now. Correct. What's up with that? <laughs> well, this is just one of those things, man. It, it uh, when I was building the place, I was there a lot by myself at night. You know, same thing as the Taunton shop before. Yep. I, I have a background in construction, so I'm not going to pay someone to build walls and right. do sheetrock. I can do that stuff with my eyes closed. So. Yep. Uh, there were nights where I'd be there by myself doing that and I'd always get freaked out, man. Like I'd hear some funny noises or I just get a sense of someone being there with me and, and I just really felt uneasy a lot of times. Um, so then like, you know, we opened the shop and then two weeks later COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, so we weren't open for very long. So then we were shut down for 14 weeks. And Jeez, then. That's going to be scary too, opening up a new business. Oh, and like, God, yeah, tell me about it. That's yeah. a, that's, it was just devastating for us. Yeah. You know, we put all this time yeah. and, and money into so the. So you already have like low middle. vibes in the shop now. It's like. Mm, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we'd go there time to time. You know, we'd yeah. drive out there during the, the quarantine and we would. I'd just be so sad. I'd be like, man, yeah. we just put everything into this right. place place looks awesome and now you know when we can't even you know make any money but it's an old bank right yeah it was an old bank at one yeah. time yep yep so you have like a big vault yeah there's a huge old vault in there that's full of safety uh, deposit boxes and it's pretty wild yeah so anyway 14 weeks later uh, we you know go in and uh start you know we hit the ground running it's once we once we were able to operate we and we just crushed it like the girls that I have out there, uh, Jess Reef and, and and Devin Lovely, like they're yeah. just so booked oh, up, they're and awesome. so talented. Yeah. And then uh, I like them both a lot. Yeah, yeah. Dana Morse is out there for me. Yeah, and, uh, he does. He does. He floats between the Taunton shop and the Attleboro shop. And, okay, and he's killing it anywhere he goes. But he's just so sought after. Everybody wants to get tattooed by Dana. Yeah, and then uh, I float in there too. I do Tuesdays and Wednesdays in the Attleboro shop. Um, but yeah, we hit the ground running, man. Like within the first week of being open we were booked for like three months like yeah. it was just like that first week all we did was deposits and consults and and we just jammed ourselves up and we've been doing great ever since yeah, yeah. uh but anyway the haunting yeah right i went on a side little no it's all good tangent no, there, keep, but keep going so that's the haunting uh when we when we opened the new shop up uh after the quarantine uh you know just everybody was terrified of the basement no one would go down there Especially really? Jess. Poor little Jess Reef was just terrified of really? the Really? Should we go down there? Yeah, and that's kind of where we had a break room with a refrigerator and a microwave, and, you know, that's where you could you okay, know, that's where get you guys away. hang out, yeah. 
uh-huh. in the basement of a bank though that already doesn't sound like <laughs> <laughs> that fucking fun you know? <laughs> uh, all right like every time i didn't know banks had basements you know what does. i mean like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know this one does all right so it was just creepy down there and and uh everybody got the got the funny vibe when they were down there the hairs on the back of the neck and uh and then we got a six foot uh cardboard cutout of pennywise and we put that down oh there. you guys are <laughs> fucked up no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh man oh they, they were terrified yeah. just like eventually ripped the thing up in like 40 pieces yeah. and we were like oh that was yeah. like 50 bucks on ebay yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and then they, we got this um motion activated uh speaking little box and when you walked past it it would say whatever you wanted so you guys so, are already fucking with people yeah mostly dana because he's just twisted like yeah that. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this one night in particular right dana and i we were kind of going back and forth one week he'd work on my stomach and then the next week i'd work on his back and we're trying to get these two huge tattoos done yep. so uh this particular time I was working on his back, and it was about maybe like 11.30 at night. And, and the shop, everybody had already left an hour and a half ago. Yeah. The shop was locked up. It was just me and him. We listened to some tunes. And we both heard a voice, right? And it was like it was like it was in the booth with us. It was right there. And, man, it was the creepiest thing I had ever felt. I'm telling you. It was just like I could have sworn they said hello. And, a, and like a like a woman's voice, but like she was like scared or she was hurt or something like that. And then Dana was convinced that she said help. Okay. But anyway, we both heard it. We both jumped up and we were like, "What the hell?" Can you like like do it like how you heard it? <laughs> Hello. Oh, that's really like yeah. raspy and kind of like yeah, I think like she's so. down in a well. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. There is a well in the basement. Did I mention that? No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's like a ring. <laughs> uh, so we jumped up. We're looking around the whole shop. We thought someone was in there with us. Yeah. We looked everywhere. There was no one in there. Uh, checked the doors. Went on the parking lot. There was nothing. Yeah. Um. So then we were just like, we didn't really talk about it much because we were. I think we were both creeped out. What the fuck. Yeah. How? Wait. What? What time was it? About eleven thirty. And how loud was it though? It was loud enough for us both to jump up and think that someone was in the shop. Really. Like how yeah. close next to you? I felt like I could feel the breath on my ear. Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we finished up. We left for the night. And then like the very next day, I happened to tattoo uh, this kid named Matt McGuirk, who owns uh, Townline Productions. And him and his brother are freaking gold hunters. Like, yeah. what is the chance? What are the, what are the chances of that? <laughs> okay, right? yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're working on this piece. And it was an awesome tattoo. It was one of those kind of like a mix-up, like a, a realistic black and gray horse with like a traditional uh, mermaid fin on it, like a, an Irish Kelpie, right. but our take on it. And it was a fun tattoo. So we started talking about what happened and he's like, Oh man, I'd love to shoot the place for you. And I was like, Oh my God, let's do it. This will be fun. This will be some <laughs> cool publicity and you know, maybe we can get to the bottom of it. Yeah. You know, I, you're braver than I, I'm so. too superstitious for that shit. And it's like, <laughs> no, nah, you're going to make it worse. <laughs> yeah. Don't fuck with that bad juju, man. You won't even you're look like, out yeah, the window like, at night, Not the right? dust off shit and start, you know, asking questions. No, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> I could have sworn you told me that once. You was like, I never look out the windows at night. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Is that true? It's something my, that, that's a, my mother's, that's, that's old Akama uh, nation okay. superstition. Like, yeah, my mom said, yeah, you don't 
look out the windows at night because you might see something you don't want to see. And <laughs> oh my god! Freaked me out since wow. I was, yeah, that's terrifying. So I don't yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a Sasquatch it's or like, like a, old old man, Indian, Indian crazy superstition, you know. So yeah. Uh, yeah, about a week or two later, Matt and his brother came down and they did a shoot and they interviewed me and yep. yeah, we posted it. And <laughs> Pretty funny. I thought that because you guys do reenactments too. Yeah, we the, did a reenactment. Yeah, it was so funny because <laughs> when <laughs> they, you hear hello and and then you see like you like shove Dana like forward, <laughs> you're like what the fuck was that? <laughs> My first it was great. Yeah. Debut, right? <laughs> I it was great though. Oh, I was, good, I was good. like, I thought I was like watching something on like MTV like from the twenty. Uh, 2002 or something <laughs> mm-hmm. it was pretty good no i, I liked it a lot you oh know? good yeah and then they're down in the basement and yep. they didn't find anything though right well like, they heard some unusual bangs and then and then matt said that he saw some footprints in like some sawdust that was nah, kind of left in the, in the really what he told me they didn't put a, a picture of the of the footprints on the video but he he talked about them in the video yeah and then there was another time where they were two they, the two of them were sitting on the couch and there's like a glass window behind them yeah and i, I saw that they heard they, like a knock heard like something. a knocking yeah. and yeah they, so there was a there were a couple things that lead you to believe that no i'm not completely crazy yeah you know it's good that uh i, I feel like it's good like a little publicity video too, sure especially like this time of year time, it's yeah. great yeah yeah I no it was so. really cool you know what i mean yeah. and uh I think people. I think they'll just come to the shop just because. Like, <laughs> just, like people were fucking whack. You know, somebody like, told me the other day. Haunted, let's go there. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah. But there was this one girl that I, I was talking to. Uh, she came in to book an appointment with me. Right. Yeah. I've tattooed her a bunch of times, and she said, uh, "Yeah, I watched the video." Uh, I definitely won't go there ever again now. <laughs> I said, okay, yeah, right, Taunton yeah. it is. Okay, yeah. we're going to get you in on a Thursday in Taunton. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. What do you think about the paranormal? You, you think there's something there? Yeah. Like, does I don't, our I don't fuck spirit with it. hold yeah. on to this realm when we it. die? Um, my mom says that uh, our family clan, they were all shamans Yeah, uh, back in the day. I would love to go back to the reservation and, you know, just do some like family research on some of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know there are things you're not supposed to do, you know? Like look out the window at yeah. night. You, you don't might do see that. The, the, the skin man who's like a boogeyman. That's what they call him, the skin man. Um, I, yeah, I don't, man, I don't know. Yeah. I've had I've had some weird things happen to me, like some weird paranormal thing. Remember that the house, the first house I was in that I rented when I first married May. The uh, yeah, it was really old. It wasn't no, it wasn't super old. Not the one in Somerset. The one in Somerset with the pool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the family that I was renting uh, renting from, uh, the owner her 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 dad lived there, and he had died in the house. I don't. I think in the house. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if he was already on hospice or what. Yeah. He he had he was sick. You know. Uh-huh. So when I had got there, um, some I don't know. There was always like this weird again with the basement. It's a raised ranch. Mm-hmm. So the basement doesn't really feel like the basement. You remember, right? Yeah. But it is. It's the lower level, right? So, right. and I remember always feeling like if I was in there alone. It was like this weird vibe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it was just like a, cause all his shit was still in there too. You know, mm-hmm. not everything in that house was ours. So it was like furnished 
And I remember being in there, and he had all his old little trinkets and shit. He had like a little, that little bar down there. Remember the oh, orange yeah. bar? Yeah, it was like with black carpet on it, but it was orange. Yeah. It was like Harley Davidson bar, straight you know out of nineteen seventy. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Well, if Walls could talk, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and there was like all this like uh, like liquor up on the the shelves that was like five, six years old. You know, and yeah. It was just like it felt like. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I think when somebody passes away and all their shit's still up, it's like they're still there, but they're not. And it's mm-hmm. creepy. You know what I mean? I do. I eventually took it all down because it was creeping me out that much. Yeah. I had to get, I, got, I packed it all up and put it in the garage because I just, it, yeah. it didn't feel like right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the remnants of this dead guy. And, um, did you ever see anything or did he ever like, there was this night, uh, it was cold. I think it was around November. I think we moved in like November 1st, actually. Mm-hmm. So it was probably like December. Um, and it was cold. I had the heat cranked up. And we're in bed. And I wake up in the middle of the night. And I hear like like uh, this squeaking noise. It sounds like an old, like an old wheel on like a trolley or something oh god and it's like it's like squeaking yeah i'm terrified like down in the hall right you know uh-huh. what i mean that's what it sounds like and i'm like what the fuck is that yeah um and it's like 3 a.m and i'm like shaking my wife like are you hearing that what the hell is that noise in the house <laughs> you know what i mean and she's just like it's just the dog toy like muffin our dog is out in the living room sleeping on the couch and she's like she's probably just sleeping on a toy yeah but it 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 keeps happening you know what i mean and it doesn't sound like that to me at all it does not sound like the typical like uh squeaky dog toy it sounds like a rattly like wheel that needs some grease you know uh-huh. what i mean <laughs> so um and all i can think of is like the key on the back door when you lock it and lock unlock it it makes that sound too so uh-huh. I'm freaked out. I think somebody's tr- breaking in or somebody's in the house and like opening the back door. Cause it sounds like when you turn that key, it needs some, needs some oil. I kept thinking that in my head, mm-hmm. like, um, whenever I would open the door, you know, on a typical day. So I get up and I go into the hallway and it's freezing. It's like, I can see my breath. That's how cold it is. Mm-hmm. But the he- the heat is cranked. So I look at the thermostat and it's all the way up to like 75, oh, but it's boy. freezing. So now, and this, I'm yeah. not lying. Like, this is all fucking, this is happening. I don't know if I'm like half, like half asleep or something. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I'm like fiddling with the thing and, and the, the squeaking stops when I, when I get up. You know what I mean? So I get up, I check the thermostat and the, it's, it's not squeaking anymore. I go check the, the back of the room. Like I'm, like the hairs are up on the back of my neck. Like, it's just weird. You know, why is it so cold? What was that noise? So finally, I just go back to bed, you know. And the next day, I was so freaked out. Um, Oh, I forgot this part of the story, too. I kept hearing thumping upstairs in the attic as well throughout the the week, right? Mm -hmm. Leading up to this, like, weird episode in the Like a squirrel, a chipmunk? I don't know. Just like a kind of every now and then, you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. I was so freaked out by that point. I don't know if it was true or I'm just freaking myself out, you know? And and so finally I just called the landlord and I said, Hey, you know, do you think you can come by and just check out the the attic? I don't know how to get up there. You know, I've been hearing, you know, something 
up there is making noise or what. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So he comes by and he's like, and I kind of tell him the story of what happened. And he looks at me and he goes, you know, it's the, the anniversary of his death yesterday, right? And I'm like, what? Oh. That's fucking weird. Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm like, don't tell me that, man. Are you uh. fucking with me? He was like, no, I'm serious. Like, And then more stories come out, like how hit, like uh, it was a couple that owned the house. So his wife would come by mm-hmm. and uh, she's, she said she went there to do some cleaning and then left. And then came back, and all the cupboards were open, like all the doors in the, you know, or there would be clothes out that she didn't leave there. You know what I mean? Oh my god! Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, a couple months after, it's like springtime, right? Like all that kind of goes away for a while, um, and then I got, I start getting flies in the house, like one, two, three, four. Yeah. You know, and then like a couple days go by, and then there's like. 40 flies downstairs in the garage. Yeah. They're in the bathroom downstairs. I can't get rid of them. I had to close, like, I, I couldn't kill them all. It, no matter how many times we'd, like, fumigate the place or whatever, they wouldn't fucking go away. Yeah. Like, big black flies. That's like the exorcist shit. Right Dude, there. it was freaking me out. Oh and my they God. were like, oh, well, maybe there's, like, the landlords were like, oh, maybe there's, like, a dead animal, something, something got caught. We couldn't find it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I was going nuts trying to kill these, like all these black flies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just feeling like this place is fucked. Like, <laughs> you know, like I got to get the fuck out of here. I was freaked out, man, for a yeah. little, for a little while. And you know me, I get anxious, paranoid about shit like that. Yeah. So, oh man. I would have um, been too though. Yeah. It was just, it was just weird. Muffin was like, I, there must've been like a dead animal or something crawled in. I, that's the only logical explanation, mm-hmm. you know, I had, uh, there was an area in the closet that Muffin would go up and scratch at. You know what I mean? Like there was something in there. Yeah. We couldn't smell anything. I couldn't smell dead animal or anything. You know what I mean? Yep. They checked the 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 um, the attic again. There was nothing up there. You know what I mean? Everything was like pristine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember just feeling like, like I blessed the house a few times. I went around with like... Uh, sage. Sage, you know. Mm-hmm. And... I did a bunch of shit, and I was just like, <laughs> "That's when I I just moved all of his shit, all the 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 dead guy shit out." I was like, "I want it out. I want like a whole like I tried to like realign the chakras, you know what I mean, into the house." And yeah, and after that, it stopped. You know, the flies went away. I just finished a series on Netflix called uh, "The Haunting of Bly Manor." Yeah, have you seen that? No, no. I heard it was it was pretty good though. It's an interesting take on like people passing and how how they're energy and how their soul kind of sticks around right and it was a nice, it was a cool story a little yeah. creepy but it's kind of a cool story about how um if someone dies um how they if they have unfinished business how they stick around they, yeah. won't, they won't i guess pass on right so it's worth a, it's worth a watch yeah yeah i guess there's a second one too i'm gonna watch that one yeah. pretty soon uh, the haunting of um house on the hill or something like that yeah 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 yeah, it's yeah, kind of like freaky. American Horror Story where it's like the same actors but a different story. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to check that out. I'll check out. it out. Yeah. On Netflix? I think so, yeah. 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 But yeah, that that was like my, I don't know. And I, and to this day, I'm kind of like, I don't know if it was just all in my head. Right. Well, once something gets into your head and once you plant that seed. Oh, dude. There's like, it's hard to kind of like, yeah. you know, backpedal from that. Right. Like the Attleboro shop, is it in my head? 
I don't know, yeah. you know? It was, was just that bad vibe. You feel like you're being watched. And that's how I felt in that house down in the se- in the second floor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Or the that's first exactly floor of the it. basement area. Yeah. Yep. It was just like a, this weird kind of creepy feeling that I didn't like being down there by myself. Yeah. yeah. There was another time. Uh, this was like probably about the scariest thing that I've ever experienced as far as paranormal. Want me to tell this story? Yeah. I do want to tell you that Michelle's going to be here at 2 o'clock and it's one fifty nine right now. Okay. Um, well, we'll wait for Michelle to tell it. Yeah, Maybe okay. she has a good paranormal story. I like that idea. All right. All right Ghost story. We're going we're gonna to put this on pause. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? It's good. Yeah, it's good, it's for good for you. For it's good for me. I <laughs> 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 can't wait to have a real podcast on Monday. Yay. All right. We're live, guys. So, uh, holy shit. We have a visitor here. It's my favorite co-host, Michelle Carter, hey. in the house. Hey, what's, what's up, up, girl? What's up, dude? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I crawled in through the back door, and I put myself into this chair, and now I'm here. I'm here to listen to my beautiful boy, nice. Jeff Burt. Yes, gonna, and I'm so happy that you're here. I miss you. Yes, I miss you, You guys too. are awesome. It's been too long. Remember when we met? I, I do remember, remember when we met. Yeah. It, it was, was the first that, convention uh, I ever did. What the hell? It was at Rhode the Island Rhode convention. Island convention, yeah. Yep. It was the, yeah, the Rhode Island Convention in Providence. That's when, just by sheer luck, we were uh, neighbors, right? Yeah, yeah, we were. And this was your first convention, right? You guys had yes. never done a convention I was before. like freshly out of an apprenticeship because mm-hmm. I remember I was getting super aggravated because I had a shitty Neotat that had like a 2.5 throw on it. And I was like... <laughs> Which is like... Like permanent makeup style yeah. throw, you and know? So like young, <laughs> it's like super yeah. short. Young dummy, <laughs> young dumb dumb person. I'm like, oh, this isn't packing color. And I went next door and you were like, oh, if you look at pack color, I got these coils. Yeah. I'm like, a coil? I've never used that before. <laughs> um, and I sold you the dream, right? Yes, I, sold, <laughs> yeah. I still have that machine. Oh, it that's says awesome. Gypsy Witch on the. Uh, yeah. I just ran that uh, thinking it was mine yeah. the other day. We put new coils, and in I was it. like, "This machine's fucking awesome." I forgot yeah, how good I these are. Oh, that's awesome! And it was like, turns out it was it was the mich- mich- Michelle's machine. Yeah, Ross Monkey. Yeah, so that's how we met. We were neighbors, yeah. and um, honestly, I think that you were just like, "Look at these guys! I'm going to sell some shit to them." And they're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> you got more than you bargained for because now we're friends. So. Yeah, I know, right? You guys won't leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that convention right there, going into that show, that was like my first show, well, kind of hanging my balls out and selling machines. Like yeah. I was, I was building machines and I was, I was having fun with it, but that's like the first show I ever like put like a display out and I had like 20 or 30 machines like up for sale. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know how many I sold that weekend? How many? Like 20 machines. I was oh. like, holy shit, I'm going to be rich. Oh, like I'm man. just going to build machines and just sell them at conventions i'm going to sell 20 or 30 machines and i'll be rich by the time i'm 40 yeah i know i know i I, gotta get back into it man i never sold that many more that many machines i wonder why that convention you know what it could have been i feel like there were more and more conventions each year that we did it yeah i wonder if it was just like there were less people um, I don't know. Or sorry, there were less conventions, so more people were gathering. I don't really could be. I don't remember. But remember back in the day when you had a tattoo convention, you had a, the place was packed. Yeah, like it was just shoulder to shoulder. Everybody's trying to get by. Like remember having to go to the bathroom in between your your appointments. I'm like shit. I got to cross this sea of people to try to go take a piss and be back yeah. in ten minutes, and and it would take you a half hour. Uh, conventions, I really like that anymore. It's there's just not as busy. Okay. Well, the last one. 
Oh. That was like that was the New England convention. That show we kicked ass. That was one of the best shows I've been. I haven't been to a show like that in like seven I know, years. I know. That oh, reminded me of like the old days. It I'm did, like, right? This is awesome. Yeah, yeah that's like, like a perfect pairing too. Like a casino is the perfect spot for a tattoo convention. I agree. I, awesome. I can't wait for that one again. Yeah, that, that one was awesome. I hope that they was a do blast. it again. Yeah. Well, what's coming? They definitely will. They're all this coming back. COVID shit kind of. Put a damper on everything. But. Are you guys like in the same boat as me? Like I, I feel so inspired when I do a convention. Like for the for the days and weeks after the show, I'm like, I just want to draw. I want to paint. I want to tattoo. I just want to do everything art- I like everything I can. And I miss that part of it so much. Yeah. Like plus the camaraderie and the yeah. the partying and the fun times that we have at the shows. Yeah. Uh, I just miss I miss the conventions a lot. Yeah. Me too. Fuck COVID. Definitely. Agreed. Fuck COVID, man. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, dude? What's going on? Um, not too much. Um, Halloween is gone, and now we're in November, and it's no. freezing cold outside, and I'm miserable it about is it. It's cold as witch it's titties right cold, now, dude. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's what I'm doing. I came in here to see my boys. Our heat is broken. So happy. Still. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's it was really bad That's why bad I brought earlier. like three layers today. Or Jeff's been in a hoodie the whole time. Or I just Jeff. put mine on. I have layers. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> it's like you've never grown up in New England before. I'm like embarrassed. Like I'm like, this is the tattoo shop. It is embarrassing. Professionals I was and we embarrassed have no heat right now. for all the clients. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. We had uh little space heaters going yeah all day yesterday of course that shit happens like literally the fucking week that it's not like 70 degrees anymore because we had that weird warm spell in october well you're firing up the the furnace or whatever and then it, it shits to bed yep. that, that's just how that it happens. goes yeah it's all good man too bad your furnace is made in 1840 and yeah. it's like I know, right? got ancient <laughs> That's what pots the, on the it. The guy was ancient talking. Wood stove. <laughs> a small oh, dwarf my granddaddy stove worked on this kind of. Pr- <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you get it going, no yeah. biggie. Yeah, yeah. Tell your It'll clients to bring Tuesday. a blanket. Yeah, I, yep. we already do kind of already. As long as you do, I still want to do like official shop blankets. Yeah, mm. we gotta you know, do like, you ever see Jeff Gogway do that? No. Jeff Gogway's got these. Uh, because he does all back pieces now, of course, right? So yeah. when he has a client come in, they get a blanket with like the logo, the shop logo screen. Oh, that's on pretty it, cool. And they can get to keep that blanket. Oh you yeah, know? and it's all roped into the cost of everything. Yeah, sure. Like nice blankets, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's why you go to get <laughs> a tattoo. Nice you go to get a tattoo from the guy, and it's like you, you know, get a free blanket. You're like getting a massage. <laughs> you know, like, damn. <laughs> So what's coming next? A uh, thousand and one blankets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just start leaving blankets. <laughs> nice. I'll have my nana Afghan uh, knit Ooh. some for you, dude. Those I want Afghans. some cool Please. like Indian blankets, man. Oh, that'd be so sweet. That's what's up. How about a Mexican not- uh, sh- serpa? No, sriracha. No. Ooh. What are they called? Keep the Mexican going. blankets. <laughs> sriracha. Oh, like a. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. Is that the name of it? I think so. Serpa yeah. is what what it's made of. No, it's an alpaca wool, right? Is that what you're talking about? The the Mexican blankets that they are like have stripes of colors. Everybody uses them in their hot rods for the, to cover oh, the seats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the name sriracha, of those blankets. It's not sriracha. That's a hot sauce. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like a, a serape or something like that? Serapa. Sure, maybe. Serape. Yeah, Rob McElroy would know. I love he's, how he's like knows are. all that random shit. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He always oh, knows yeah. like all this random Blanket shit. Blanket lore. Nothing. Yeah. If anybody's ever on an episode of Cash Cab, you need Rob McElroy as your mobile shout out. Cause yeah, right. I love that he shout knows out. like he everything. Knows all about his, everything. Yeah, without googling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's my he's my Google. I love I need to Rob, know man. How's yeah. he doing? We should get him. He's on doing the show great. Bobby Yeah, he's doing real good. He'd love to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. He'll steal the show from you though. He's funny. A funny guy. 
Well, actually, we should do a little shout out to uh, so you have a podcast too with Rob. We do. And That's Dana, right? right? Yeah, we uh, do it's the Northeast the, Tattoo Brew. Say that again, sorry? The Northeast Tattoo Brew. Yeah. We talk about tattoos and beer and everything else in life. I mean, that sounds Have so, you ever thought about maybe we both, we all join forces and we create our own beer? I'm 100% in with you right now. All right, Let's cool. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> I love We're going to make some new plans. <laughs> I like it too. I don't know. It I'm could down. be cool, man. Let's just shut down 1001 and Pleasure and Pain and go exclusively brewery. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm not into that. <laughs> Let's dump the tattoo bit. Fred's crushing our hopes and no. dreams here. <laughs> He's a this, realist. This uh, this profession is recession proof. For sure. You're right. You know, I've noticed that um, we're just doing really well at the shop right now. You yeah. know, with, with all the um, unemployment rate at an all time high, or, or, or and you know, people worried about the future and 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 all that shit that's going on with COVID. People are getting tattooed. <laughs> yeah, I think telling them that they couldn't get tattooed yeah. made them want to get tattooed more. You know, Absolutely. it's like a little slice of n- normalcy. Honestly, it's like because they're getting these tattoos and nobody's—they're not going out to show anybody. You know what True. I mean? They're all inside. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really need to because everything's like people have TikTok and Instagram now. Right. I feel like it's also like a mix of people feeling like, at least with some of my clients, they're like. The world feels like it's ending. I don't fucking care if people know if I have tattoos anymore. Like one of my clients, she was like, I don't care. YOLO. Like I've always wanted yeah. one. I'm just going to pull the trigger because nothing matters. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of changes the generation of like how people view like. Um, people with tattoos? Just this. No, just that. But just the small things like mm-hmm. stop sweating the big things. Like, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Or don't nope. sweat the small stuff. Like um, life is short. Yeah. But we are recession proof, aren't we? And then absolutely, I mean, yeah. me and Fred started yeah. in a recession. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like yeah. twenty. <laughs> hey, make that noise again. That was sure. funny. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. It was garbage. <laughs> um, the housing market had just crashed. Yep. And I had just graduated from college. Yeah. And nobody was giving out jobs nowhere. Uh-huh. I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to. like I had a job at Home Depot, you know." Oh, that's when it was. Yeah. Okay. He brings up the and depot a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode I talk about how like I was falling asleep at Home Depot all the time. Uh-huh. So when they when they train you at Home Depot, you have to do all this like uh, video training. It's like point and click on the computer, mm-hmm. and they basically teach you about all the supplies and everything, all the materials at Home Depot. And I was it was like a week's worth of training. Mine was two weeks because I kept falling asleep during <laughs> that. I couldn't hang at all. I was like, this is so incredibly bored to tears yeah. kind of material you know uh-huh. so i didn't i never finished it they finally was just like just put me on the floor and i promise i'll stay awake just know? give me a shot i can be a star <laughs> put we, me in coach yeah, <laughs> we were talking about uh that that stemmed from that other uh, story about my uh my bank guy fell asleep during the meeting that I was having with him about <laughs> getting pre-approved for a house. And like, he's like this old guy and he was yeah. just like falling asleep. Oh my God. Yeah. It hilarious. was weird. He would like fall asleep. Like, and then I'd ask him a question. He'd wake up and tell me something and then he'd kind of drift off. Again. Oh God. Man. That's, that's hilarious. And you're trusting this guy with all your finances. I know. Right? right. Well, the funny thing is, is I, I mentioned it to the other guy that was there, the young kid. And mm-hmm. I was like, was I, I was like laughing about it, but I wasn't like offended. I was just thought it was funny. And I was like, was that guy falling asleep? And he was like, what was he? I don't know. And then the next week I came back to like finalize shit. And they were like, we just want to let you know that 
we gave him plenty of Red Bull. He's going to stay awake from you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, I didn't mean to like rat anybody out. Like, oh, what the heck? so they were making like a big joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, super embarrassed about it, but not. But then I felt like the asshole, you know. So it was. It was just that, a, that, that dude's pissed at you, yeah, man. Oh yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> so ratted his ass out. You know? <laughs> And he was like, oh, don't worry, I won't fall asleep. And then at the end of the meeting, he was like, see, I didn't fall asleep. What and I'm the like, fuck? I'm really- Gold star for you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just, it was a really funny thing. There goes that guy's yeah. pension, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and that's my life. <laughs> uh, oh, Jeff, I heard a rumor. Oh, tell me, tell me. I had a rumor that you had some visitors at your shop. Oh, we just talked about oh, that fuck, actually. Did yeah. You? God damn yeah. it, I actually yeah. wanted to hear it. Did you we, see the uh, video? No, I haven't watched it. Oh, it's really funny. It's yeah. pretty cool. It was uh, a little creepy for a little while. We had some um some pretty weird things going on. Interesting. Shit floating by you, right? Shut the no. fuck up. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a couple little uh, little instances that we were kind of like, hmm, what's hmm. going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just by sheer luck, I tattooed this young kid named Matt McQuirk who owns uh, Townline Productions, and him and his brother are, uh, are ghost hunters. So we figured it'd be a fun little uh, a fun little <laughs> thing. And he came in, and they spent the night, and they uh, they got some pretty compelling evidence. That's wait, wait they spent all night there? Did they like? No, I think they were there for about three or four hours, though. Okay, yeah. at like what time? They start, Switching like, hour, I would hope three a.m. Um. Yeah, it's so always when I wake up at is night. Is that the is that the witching hour? I think from two a.m. around two to three a.m. Oh That's man, because like I get freaked time. out because I wake up at that time often, like on the dot. I'm like, oh no, and then I walk to the bathroom no. and don't look at any mirrors. Mm. That's the time that I woke up. Remember, I told you that story about my That's house. That's right. Yeah, and it was really cold in your, your in your house? in your hallway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had just told that story. That's when mm. the undead are at their um, most. Um, it's in the party. Power They're hungry. on a third power shift. Power hungry. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they sleep during the day. They hunger for power. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't we all? We all do. There's a spot over on me and Charity's side of the shop where every once in a while we'll smell like, do you know that smell of like old like antique wood, almost like a, like a grandmother's house? Okay. So every once in a while we'll smell it smell and like it's always balls. in the same spot in the shop. So we started joking that it was like, it was a ghost. And we're like, oh, old Madge, she's where? back again. It's in between me and Charity's booths. Like right where the curtain divide is. Don't tell me that shit, man. So oh, speaking man. of scary, yeah. uh, right before you Ooh. showed up. I know. Oh, Jeff wanted to tell the scariest, what is it, the scariest story you ever had? Scariest thing that ever happened to me. Okay. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. But you have to follow up with a paranormal story of your own. I will. So do you have one? I I have one that happened to Anthony, if okay. that's close enough, and I have something else okay. that's similar. Because Fred told this story about the old house he lived in with May and how he was, may or may not have been visited by a ghost. Fucking demons, A man. pervert's ghost. I told ghost. about the uh, the pervert's ghost. He touched mm. your pee-pee, right? No, he was unlocking <laughs> the bathroom door for May, wasn't he? <laughs> no. Did that, she, did that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Remember, because his daughter or son-in-law or something was like, oh, he liked the ladies, so he probably won't bother her, but... Same house? Same house. Same, same, oh, my God. She said that she was in the bathroom, and she thought that the door was opening, or, like, mm-hmm. the lock was, like, turning. Yeah. Oh, that is creepy. And she kind of looked at... Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, like... She said every time that she looked away from it, she would, like, make it a point to look at it. Then she'd like look away to do whatever, and then she would go back, and it would be unlocked. Yeah, that bad vibe permeated that entire time we were in that house. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and like we said earlier, when something like that gets in your head, 
Yeah, it's we, hard to we get weren't it sure out. if we were tricking ourselves or yeah. it was actually happening. So, yep. yeah. So, yeah. Creepy. What, what Show happened me what with you? Got. Okay, so here's my ghost story. Um, this was this was a long time ago. This was probably, I would say, uh, right around 2000. There used to be this old house in uh, Westport, Massachusetts, right? And it was. It was a split-level ranch, and it was built right next to a cemetery. And the story that I heard about it was it was just like there was incident after incident after incident that happened at this home. Uh, one of the stories that I remember hearing was the, the parents were not there, and the young kids that lived there had a party. Mm-hmm. And at the party, some like there was a bunch of kids there um, hanging out, having fun, drinking or whatever. And the story that I heard, and, I, and it's been so long that I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some details, but somebody got pulled out of a window. Like not that Ooh. they were, they fell out of a window, but like the story that I heard was they were sitting on a windowsill, the window was open, and they and it looked like they literally got pulled out of the window. Creepy. Okay. That's just one of many of the stories. Yeah. Another story that I heard was uh, the town actually recognized that the the property was haunted. The town put a sign on the door that said, do not enter. This house is known to have paranormal activity. What? What? Blah, blah, blah. That's so crazy. And that's exactly how I reacted when the person told me about it. This girl that I was dating at the time, her name was Linda. When she told me about the sign, I said, bullshit. No town's going to do that. That's that's bullshit. But I had heard about the house. Everybody did at the time. Hmm. So when she told me that, I I just didn't believe her. So we actually took a ride to the house, right? Right in Westport. It's not a far drive. It was kind of close to um, to Horseneck Beach. And on our way there, she told me a couple of the other stories that she knew. She knew a lot about the house. Hmm. But the other story that she told me was when the house was scheduled to be condemned. Or, or to be de- demolished. That's yeah. what I meant, demolished. And when the big tractors or the heavy equipment got uh, on site, none of it would start. All the equipment would just shut down. Several pieces of equipment wouldn't start. Ooh. So she's building it up, right? She's building it yeah. up in my head, and I'm starting to really get interested in this house. So when we get there, I saw the cemetery. She pointed the cemetery out to me. I thought it was really creepy. And then there's the house. And as we drove by, I read the sign. And it really did say this house yeah. is known to have paranormal activity. Uh, do not enter. It was a legit sign. I, I was Whoa. I was really amazed, right? So we drove by really slow. It was a dead end road. And um, when we, we came down and we had to turn around and go back. So we drove by the house and we were checking it out, laughing, having fun, and just, you know, just thought it was amazing that the sign was actually there. We pulled past the house, turned around, and when we came back, there was someone standing on the front stairs. Fuck off. Okay. And it looked like they were reading the sign. Now, I can only see the back of this person, but I can tell it was a guy. It was a male, and he had a black hoodie sweatshirt on, and the hood was pulled over his head. And when we pulled by the house, I said to Linda, I said, who's that guy? And she said, what guy? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm getting the creeps right now. And the second she said, what guy, he turned and looked at me, and I looked him straight in the eye. And I don't think it was a human. I think that his face was blurred. And I, I, I was 20 feet away. I was 25 feet away. So, And it was middle of the day. Oh, it was middle of the day. It was middle of the day. Oh, I thought this was at night. No, oh, no. It oh, was okay. like 
It was it was still daylight out, and I his face was like blurry to me. And for like three seconds, uh. I feel like I made eye contact with something that was not of this world. And I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe that guy." I kept talking about the guy, and she's like, "What guy?" She never saw him. What but the like, fuck, dude? She was driving the car. That's I was crazy. right next to her. There was we were going like two miles an hour right up the road, and she never saw the guy that I saw. And I'm telling you, what I saw didn't make sense to me. It still doesn't make sense to me. That's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it's really creepy. That's like some Stephen King fucking The Outsider shit. And soon after that, the house was finally demolished. They took it down, and um, you don't really hear about it anymore. That is creepy. Did they end up building a house on top of it? They probably wouldn't. I don't think so. I don't think there's anything there. Native American burial ground, man. their lesson, maybe? I don't know. There is a cemetery right next door to it, and it's an older one. It would. Oh. I would not be surprised they accidentally bear, like built over some bodies. Man. Sure. Even yep. the mounds okay. over there; those are um, burial sites. Yeah. In uh, the park. So, it's funny that you mentioned that the town actually acknowledged. Yeah. That there's paranormal activity. So the our old landlord that used to own this building. Uh huh. He's a real estate lawyer. Uh, he's an attorney, and that's what he does. He uh, deals with uh, real estate disputes and. Or just, you know, general paperwork, making sure everybody, you know, like if a business, if they buy a piece of property and they want to do something with the property, he can do all that stuff, right? So Mm -hmm. he said to me one time that uh, he was talking about his job. Um, He said that in the state of Rhode Island, you cannot sell a property if there's paranormal activity in the house and you don't disclose it. You can get sued for that. Which I'm like, what? Like, like if that's most good. people wouldn't believe that ghosts are real, so most people pro- would probably be like, "That's retarded." I right. think more people actually believe in them. Oh yeah, for but, sure. But like once you like get them to talk about it, but it's yeah. yeah. So if I owned a home in Rhode Island that was haunted and I knew it was haunted, mm. and I tried to sell it to you without telling you, then I would be breaking the law. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And you can, you can get sued for that. Okay. So Very if you don't disclose that some weird shit, like if you buy a house and some weird shit's going on in it, mm-hmm. and you're like, hey, what the fuck is this? Uh, yeah. And and you find out the owners didn't know about it and didn't tell you, you can sue the shit out of them. Oh. I didn't know that either. And Pretty so, But that's interesting that, yeah. So it, it kind of makes sense to me, uh-huh. you know what I mean, that, that they would just put that. That's crazy, though, the fact that. Yeah. Like yeah. it was that. It's creepy. It was. That's super creepy. Man, I mean. So he's wearing a black hoodie and you couldn't, like it was just blurred? His face was blurred. There was no distinguishing nose or mouth or anything. (laughs) It's like, yeah, like it was just, it was like a long smudge of like Uh, flesh with eyeballs staring at me. That's gross. I know. Oh my God. (laughs) I think that almost tops anything that I said. And I mean, I wish the girl saw it because then I probably would have forgot about it. But the fact that she was like, what guy? What are you talking about? And she was as close oh. to it. That as means I was. you can see ghosts. I saw that ghost. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Careful with that, Jeff. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, well, you've lived in some some old houses too, some funky houses. Yeah, too, right. Yeah. Have you ever seen anything else like that? Or, um, no. Nah, well, I used to rent the second floor of my buddy Sean's house, uh, yeah. and uh, it was an ancient house. It was built in like the eighteen hundreds. It was a giant house. Uh, I think back then it was like the only house uh, in that area or on that street. And then like the whole area was like the farmland or the property of the house. Because the street is called Brig Street. Yeah. 
in Taunton, and, and the home was built for the Briggs family, and it just leads me to believe it was probably the first one, and, and that was all farmland for them. But I rented the second floor from Sean for a couple of years, and there was there was nobody on the third floor. It was completely gutted out and vacant, but it sounded like every night there was someone walking through there. Yeah. Yeah, I always heard things going. Um, I always heard footsteps, I thought. Yeah. It was always just. And that's creepy. You know, try to not think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely uh, heard something over there. My told me that uh michelle do you remember that spooky story that told um i don't i don't know you got he's a little, told me a lot of stories is it lipstick yeah you got a little on the oh, corner no. of your mouth there sorry <laughs> Hold on. No, you're good. okay so told this spooky story about uh no i don't care he's fine he won't go on the podcast because he's a teacher Oh, and he was like, nobody wants to know about. I like to talk politics with him a lot, uh-huh. and he was like, if I tell anybody about my anyway. what I believe, they'll fire me. <laughs> and then that's sad. In I know, this day right? Age, that's just sad. I know. Um, but anyway, he told me this spooky story. Um, uh, he he was living in this old house uh, with a few other friends, you know, and um. He said that they were like boozing and doing a lot of drugs back then and they were seeing all kinds of crazy sh- shit. So he can't confirm if it was real or not, but mm-hmm. um, they would hear like footsteps and doors would open and shit like that. And then one day he thought he saw somebody like in the house and he just chalked it up to like, we're just partying too hard and not getting enough sleep and whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, but I guess it... it became enough that he actually told the landlord about it. And he was like, hey, man, I saw some weird shit. Does this house have any, like, history? And he was like, well, what did you see? And he was (laughs) like, I saw a guy in the house. And he was like, really? That's weird. What did he look like? And he described the guy, and he was like, you just described my dad. Ah. And his dad passed away. Yeah. Weird, right? (laughs) That is crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, And then he's like, but then is like but i don't believe in ghosts i'm like you just told me a fucking ghost story and yeah. you don't he was like i just i just don't believe it i'm like how do you not believe i don't know he's gonna explain that to me later <laughs> i think sometimes it's just easier to not believe in it because then you're like yeah, oh it's easier and i don't want to see them so yeah. i don't believe in you yep i was trying to remember there's like an old story from where i grew up in abington so it's a south shore story about a man who was told by a fortune teller that he was going to die in a quarter. So then he built a house without corners, but he basically built like what octagon sort of house. He can't build like a, a round house. So it was like sort of like octagoned. Those have corners? Yeah, he ended up dying in it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I was sorry. I was trying to look it up. I'm like, oh, I feel like there's definitely more to the story, but it was interesting that he like took it to heart so hard that he like made it his life's mission to like eliminate corners and that sounds like the premise of a really creepy story it sounds like it'd be really cool right and like it's like a new family and they like move into this house and they're like it's all round it's a round like contemporary weird house it was yeah it was built in the 60s yeah but maybe the attic is a is a corner and they slowly find out like why doesn't this house have corners and then you find out this is an awesome movie i would totally watch this movie right (laughs) and then you find out that it doesn't have corners because the guy would die like and then Like, there's monsters that lurk in the corners. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Perfect. Man. Or, like, they say that things are, like, in the seams of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or there are, um, there are, like, 
mag magnetive points on Earth too, like where the pyramids are. What are they called? I don't know. It's like electromagnetism. Sites like you're talking about, like um, that, like there's energy. The Bermuda Triangle kind of thing, well, right? The pyramids are built like on one of the sites. Like it's it's just like there's a larger pulse of magnetic energy in Earth. Like it's a scientific thing. Um, Bermuda Triangle could be one of them, but it's just interesting that like certain that's like the whole thing with pyram- the pyramids. <laughs> Do you remember we went we went to uh, Jeff Gogway's like convention conference there? Yeah. And then there was a guy next to us that was like talking about the pyramids. And he was like, there's a pyramid built underneath the Bermuda Triangle, but it's upside down. And yes. that's why there's, it's magnetic. And that's why there's so much activity. And I'm like, what, man? I'm just trying to learn this. tattoo stuff. Like, <laughs> was, stop talking to me. <laughs> was that the guy that like, I was like, oh, that's that woman's son. And then it was his like girlfriend or something like that. That young kid. I think so. Yeah. It was him. Yeah. Yeah. I sat that's next weird. to. Remember, um, Nico Hurtado Nico. sat right next to yeah. me during that conference, cool. and oh, wow. I never said a word to him. No, because you guys are I the same. I was so nervous. You were too fanboy. Yeah. yeah. I was so super fanboy about him, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's Jeff, a super nice guy, but I was just I like, feel oh like, my God, he's sitting next yeah. to me. I didn't say anything <laughs> he to him. selfie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> when he did his uh, presentation or whatever, he said himself that he's like very uncomfortable socially. So yeah. I feel like after he said that you were like, Oh, I don't want to like yeah, I didn't wanna, bother him yeah, because exactly. he already said that he gets very uncomfortable in crowds little, and stuff. Just give me a little tattoo, yeah. you know. Yeah, Elbow bump weird. there. So yeah. what's your ghost story, Michelle? Was that it? The corner man? No, that was something that just came forward to my head. Cause I remember we would drive past the house and like, I'm not even sure if this story is true. I, I wanted to look up more information, but I couldn't find anything. Um, the house with no corners rated R stars Friday. <laughs> Without corners. Um, that guy doesn't cut any corners, does he? No. Oh, that's a good one. Damn. In theaters everywhere. Um, no. So when we were in college, so I was living at UMass and then Anthony was, living at home, commuting or doing whatever he was doing. Um, like his family was going through stuff. So all of the kids that had lived in the house moved out and they ended up going and living with the stepdad. Okay. So there was no kids in the house. Um, there are a a few, I'm going to tell a few different small stories. That's fine. So one of the first stories, um, Anthony and I, like we'd party hard or whatever. And he'd like come down on the weekends, stay with me in the dorm or whatever else. So one of the nights that he was gone, his mom had a friend sleepover. And the friend like slept over, everything was fine, they were partying, and then she woke up in the morning and they had breakfast and let's call her Jill. Jill was like, you know, you gotta tell your kids like they shouldn't be waking up so early, just bouncing off the walls like that. And Anthony's mom was like, Kids aren't home. She's like, Yeah, they were. Like I heard them in the morning, they woke me up out of like a sound sleep. They're okay. they were home. And that was one of them where they would hear footsteps of kids like running up and down the halls when no one was home. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, and then after that happened, Anthony's mother was in the shower. Same thing. Like no one was home. Um, and I remember cause I was, I had dropped Anthony off at the house and then I like went and did something. And so he, he went in and said hi to his mom and she was getting dressed and she was like, why are you saying hi to me? Like you just came in. I just had a full conversation with you. And he was like, no, she was like, you came, like you came in the door open because she heard the door open in the shower. And then you've never met Anthony's mom, but she'll just like start a conversation. She'll just talk, talk, talk. So she was having a full conversation with someone that like either she heard muffled responses, like, yeah, or like a grunt. That's, 
and, and no one was there. My God. Yes. Wow. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, so <laughs> now we're all freaking out. I don't want to stay at the house anymore because he also, so he he lived, he had a full setup in the bath and the uh, basement, which is already kind of spooky. Worst place to be in a yeah. haunted house. The house has sort of fallen into disarray. Like they're, it's just kind of like remnants of like the kids having lived there. It looks very spooky. Things are kind of like, the house isn't looking great. So I have a friend, Sarah, and her mom is a priestess. And I was like, hey, Sarah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I explained kind of what was going on. I was like, what do you, what do you think? She was like, all right, like I'm going to get you some sage, like do a smudge in the house, go. Don't quote me on this. I think it was clockwise. It's clockwise. And you go top to Up bottom. to bottom. Yeah. Yep. So we do that. And she also says like, oh, if you want, like you could play small mirrors outside of the windows. And then she explains that sometimes when you have a lot of people move out of the home, a lot of energy moving out, it leaves space where other energy could move in. So I'm like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so they do that. And then I get a call from Anthony one night when I'm at UMass and he's at home and he's just like, hey, I just, I don't know what else to do. I just wanted to call you because I was playing guitar and he had this little like, almost like a little Pixar like lamp and set up and he always puts the light bulb just like towards the wall because mm -hmm. it's on this like computer kind of rack. So it's the lights hitting the wall and he's facing the computer and he's just playing guitar. And then he sees the silhouette of a shadow flit across the light, which is impossible because there's nowhere for a human to race across right. like the light. So he's like, I'm really fucking freaked out. Like, and you could like, when I was there too, I was like, I don't want to stay here anymore. Like it just felt really weird. There was one night that I stood there and like, what house was this again? Oh, this is also a reason why we won't buy a raised ranch. It was his house growing up. Well, that house in West Point was a raised ranch. I don't, I don't, I can't. Yeah, in the house that I was staying in, was it was a raised, raised ranch. ranch. What uh, the hell's with the raised ranch? You're closer to the devil. Oh, man. Oh, um, my God. But yeah, so he has that, that's all going on. And then, like, I stay over one night, and I could, I was so anxious that even now, I'm like, I don't know if this is a thing that I saw, or if I was, like, like, you know when you, like, work yourself up so much, oh, and yeah. you're, like, in between being awake and asleep? Mm-hmm. But, like, I was like having trouble sleeping and I was like feeling very anxious. And then like, I just saw like, like a cloth with constellations sort of like drape over my face. And I reached up to touch it and then there was nothing there. And I was like, I'm just going to stay at college now. I don't want any Fuck of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do any I've had of this. some weird sleep paralysis. Episodes yeah. Like so I was that. like, maybe it was that maybe. And then there was one other time I think maybe we did this the smudging like later on or we just did it again. Yeah. Um sometimes it takes a couple times. Honestly, he just like he just ended up moving out and that was that was yeah. like, well, that's all that. Um but there was one other time where he saw just a floating glowing hand tracing his fridge. But what? But he said that wasn't a bad spirit. He was like, yeah, it, but it felt like a warm energy. It was in the morning and he just saw like a floating like nope. white hot hand just like tracing nope. the freezer. What the fuck? Yeah. This is just a hand, like it a was, disembodied yeah, hand. It's weird. <laughs> and he's okay with that. <laughs> he's I don't like, know. Oh, that's cool. I'm like, get the, pack your shit. <laughs> 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 you gotta get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> there were other instances too where he would like, he would wake up and there'd be like picks on his bed. Like he would he feel people like throwing things like they'd throw guitar picks. Oh, they like, wanted him to play for him. Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted some sweet tunes, man. Some nah. sweet bro tunes. Nope. Um, so that was the haunting of Anthony's house. My mom told me when I was little, I used to see spirits in windows, but I don't fully remember that. It like feels like a dream. So I'm like, oh, I don't know if that was real. 
Could be. But it was... It was they say kids, especially young girls, have the ability to kind of tap into that. Like, What's interesting about Michelle's world. stories is that some of them were kind of believable and unlike... They were kind of like a little bit spooky. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of these ones that weren't too crazy, she throws in the floating hand. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the floating hand yeah. would be oh, a deal Oh, by the way, there was a me. floating hand. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are, the two, <laughs> those are the two that happened like when we were waking up or in between. So I'm like, all right, like those, I don't know. Like they could be yeah. a partial dream. I'm not sure. Man. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Floating hand, I would have ran. <laughs> well, I guess like... I don't know. There's like a different feeling maybe. So maybe sometimes if you just like feel okay, like things can be scary. It's also scarier at night, I think. But like in the morning waking up and seeing something. A lot of know. spiritual people, people and shamans that I've talked to have always said like, if you give something energy, if mm. you focus your attention on that thing, it grows. You know what I mean? So mm. if you don't give anything. Attention. Attention and energy, it just goes away. Yeah. You know. Interesting. Hmm. So I think there's truth to that. Interesting Absolutely. stuff. And I think if you focus your your kind of your own personal energy on, um, that's why like when you do bless the house, like you take sage and you go around the house. Yeah. It's just a ritualistic thing of focusing your energy and pushing, pushing all that shit yeah. out. You know what I mean? That's why when you do it, you have to really, you have to mean it. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to believe it that it'll work. Because mm-hmm. if you're if you're kind of like you know, half-assing it. Yeah, if you're one foot in, you know, one foot out, it's not going to work. You know, yeah. you have to really believe that shit. So, well, I guess we've all had some pretty interesting things happen. Uh, oh yeah, spiritually and yeah, paranormally, some weird stuff, yeah. man. Paranormal. Whenever I knew moving into a new place, now I bless. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and the the place in Somerset where I where that weird shit happened to me, uh, it took us a couple times. Uh, to bless the house and eventually it stopped mm-hmm. all of it stopped and we ended up moving out anyway but mm-hmm. um i just kept at it you know what i mean and eventually it just went away weirdly enough crazy yeah well this is a, a, a the appropriate conversation for the day after th- uh, halloween i know right? <laughs> <laughs> lots of fun i know man it's, it's great cool to one. see you guys man i'm glad i came absolutely, down absolutely dude yeah, absolutely i'm really happy that we yeah. did this i'm yeah. so, i know you've been jones and get back in the chair we should definitely do that yeah too, yeah we'll so. get to it yeah. yeah you guys are working on the sleeve yes yeah. ma'am there you go sure are yeah i got two pieces that i'm uh, working on uh well, I'm not working on it. I'm just sitting there, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Fred's working on my arm. Is Dana doing another And Dana's one? doing my belly. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's so painful. Do you want to show us the I'll belly real quick? Yeah, 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 I'll show you show guys. Show me the belly. Oh, that's cool. fucking dope. Look at my cock. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I got a nice big old battleship. Uh, we did the bottom the other day. Oh, that looked yeah. like it fucking hurt, man. Yeah. Ouch, bro. <laughs> Ooh. That looks cool that you got your battleship in there. We're getting there. That's awesome, dude. It looks great. Thank you. I know. Yeah, I, I worked at it really hard. I yeah. just laid there. But. <laughs> I mean, hey, it takes wow. takes two, right? Yeah, you know? I guess. Yeah. It takes the person to sit there. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's the only you, tattoo I've ever tapped on, too. Like, like Really? After the last time you worked on me, it must maybe two and a half hours. And I said, Dana, you better get to a point where you can just wrap it up because I'm, I'm in pain, man. Yeah. yeah. How long yeah. did it take to line? 
about three hours, I think. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. He's really fast. Good. Yeah. That kid is so fast. Like, yeah. we did a collaboration back piece, him and I, and, like, leading up to it, I was so excited. I'm like, I'm going to watch this motherfucker because I want to figure out why he's so much faster than me. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. And and on the back piece, we were, up, we were pretty close, I would say, with what we got done mm. and, you know, our speed. And um, I just couldn't figure out how he's so fast, but he's really just so much faster than anybody else at the shop. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing it for the longest compared to everybody else, or no? Dana? No, I think yeah. he's been tattooing longer than Well, I know that right? you have, but yeah. compared to everybody else that works at the shop. Uh, maybe like eight or ten years, I think. So that, that might be the longest, you're right. What is he lining with? Got like a hammer? Um, no? Like, that's the thing. I was trying to listen to his machine. It wasn't any faster than mine. I was yeah. trying to, I'm like, hey, what are you lining with today? I'm lining with a, yeah. you know, a nine. And and we'd be at the same you know point with our needles and... Uh, the ink was the same, like everything's the same. But for some he's reason, a, he's using Axis rotaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does okay. he use the direct drive? Him? Yeah. No, he uses What's the Feu. I think is his oh, okay. weapon of choice. Is that the one that you and Danny use? Yeah. Danny uses. I don't really use it much anymore. Okay. I just use the pen. Andre loves the direct drive, and I didn't. I don't love the direct drive. Yeah. Um, I actually had one, and uh, him and I traded. I gave him my direct drive for his Feu because I like the Feu a lot more. Yeah, I yeah. don't love the direct drive. I'd probably have to stop and only use that for a while to get used to it, though. I think you're right. I might end up selling it. Yeah. 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 We've been fucking with the coupons lately. Yeah. I'm here. Those are nice, right? Yeah. yeah I might yeah. have to get one of they're those. They're expensive, but they're pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy. It's buttery. You fancy pants. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what, though, too? What's great about them is they hold their value. Yeah. In fact, you probably sell true. them for more than. Yeah. Because the older they get, some of the older there. models, they'll yeah. sell like hundreds of dollars. It's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, we'll see. I don't know. It's fun to buy machines, even though you're like, don't do that. It's expensive. Yeah. But I don't know. It's fun. And it's tough, too, because, like, you can't really try out a machine unless your friend buys it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, there's no, like, return. You find somebody that owns one and. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you know someone that has one, but, like, it's too bad that you can't, like, rent a machine. I understand why, but. There is something like that. Really? Yeah. I've never used it, but I remember Dana was telling me about it. Like, there's, like, a. some website that you can go to and all these artists have machines on there and you just kind of trade them off and you use one for a couple of weeks and then you give it oh. back to the group and then you'll donate one. And That's kind of yeah. cool. I can't, yeah, I'll have to look into that because Daniel was telling me about it and I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. That's a neat idea. But as much as you guys love the Kuban, um, Rob's got one, McElroy, and yeah. he doesn't like it. No? Really? Oh, yeah. what does he have? It surprises what me. What does he have? It looks just like the one you just showed me. Like that's the, yeah. Had the, the little side cam. Yeah, and it had the... Yeah. The armature bar looked the same. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think he, he said something like, doesn't it run too hard for him? Maybe. He likes a little bit more finesse. Yeah, well, if you look at Rob's work, nothing, it, there's no like huge lines anywhere or no. boldness. Everything that Rob does is relatively right. soft. So. I've been trying to get back into like bold, bolder lines now. Yeah, yeah, bold will hold. I like it. Me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'll have to pick one of them bad boys up. Yeah. 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 I will say there was a client that I had that was kicking like i was tattooing a calf super jittery i would not use it mm-hmm. something like that <laughs> and I, I still did and i held her down but like after a while i was like oh like this is because like the it lines so nice but like if you have someone that just like moves a little bit oh yeah it'll fuck a line up oh yeah, yeah oh yeah baby too. whereas yeah. like with a cartridge i feel like i can kind of like finesse it a little i bit. can finesse it a little bit and also like it's not i don't know it's just it's a little bit different in yeah. that respect well, speaking of uh, people that move when you tattoo them, I, uh, 
I tattooed a young man with Tourette's not too long ago. How'd it go? Oh, it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> was he screaming at you? Or was it just a, a physical situation? <laughs> he he did great. He really did. He did great. But it was a hard tattoo. <laughs> Fred. Uh, it was Polynesian tribal. And, oh, yeah. and typically with that stuff, it's all lines. Like you see every yeah, line yeah. in the heel. Like there's yeah. not you can't bury any lines with your with your coloring, you know? Yeah. Or 80% of it you can't. Yeah, unless so, you like went in there hard of the flat back. Yeah, I remember still. when he came in and told me what he wanted. I'm like, oh. To strap him down? Anything else but that. You know, that's just all line work. That's, that's <laughs> uh, but he did good overall. It was just There were a couple times where he would just really just jerk a lot. And, oh, and yeah. totally, I'd have to yeah. change the whole concept of that line. Where did it go? On his upper arm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what were his tics? He would just jerk. That's it. Yeah, and then Green. and then he would make some uh, some fun noises yeah. from time to time. Fred would like that. Yeah, Fred yeah. would have I'm a hard time right. taking. I feel bad. Face. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't help but laugh at that kind of stuff. But. There was a point where Dana was in the lobby, and and where where my booth is, it's kind of right off the lobby. So you, like anything that happens in my room, you can hear it if you're sitting on the couch. And and <laughs> I was working on the kid, and he was uh, having a little bit of an episode, and Dana. Thank God he didn't, because uh, he told me afterwards. But he was about to get up and like, kind of like ream the kid out, like you know, stop being a pussy and, and oh, take the tattoo. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> thank God he didn't. I told him yeah. afterwards <laughs> when when he left. Dana was like, "Oh, that kid was was you know, he was just what a baby." And I'm like, "No, no, no, he gets a pass. He yeah, he had, he had, he had an issue." <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Can you tell us about some uh, crazy clients from uh, the old pleasure and pain shop? <laughs> there was a we don't have to name names if you know name, but there's a few Captain Catpiss yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's one that I want you to tell alright okay, th- yeah there's a few I, I have yeah. too so uh, right. I want to know about Braggerbridge Chad <laughs> <laughs> well I never tattooed him so I don't really know him that good oh, alright uh, yeah. but uh, I know he got a he got a uh, a tattoo of uh, the Braggerbridge yeah. On like his ribs or something like that. Okay. And that's why he, you call him Braggerbridge Chad? Yeah. All right. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And I, boy, I don't know a lot Isn't about that. that guy one. that he would come in here like, I just want some six shading, dude. Can oh. you just do some, <laughs> just give me some six shading right here, you know? I feel, yeah. like, I, I feel like I met that guy. Did you? I feel yeah. like. Um, At uh, Marshfield? No, like he's been in this shop. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I think, I think Tom tattooed him once. I don't know how many people really have a Braggerbridge on their ribs and a, few. And a crazy seen. accent. Like, like hard accent. Kid, I just want some wicked sick shading. <laughs> I just remember the hearing that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he didn't want anything specific, just shading. Yeah. He always wanted shading. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who's who's Catbox Man? Captain Catpiss? Yeah. Oh, God, it was this kid that would come in and he would stink up the whole shop. Oh. And it was like this just strong oh. vinegar piss smell. Ew. <laughs> oh, it was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. So he would come in, and, and uh, he's just the kind of kid you get him in and out as fast as you can. Yeah. You know, you don't want him sitting around too long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was the uh, there was the uh, the girl that Rob liked to tattoo that had these uh, mystery or, or make-believe six-shooters. And while he was tattooing her, she, he would, she would jump up and just start shooting the air with her guns. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah she was on another, another planet. That lady. Whoa. She was out there. That's awesome. What <laughs> about the lady that. Oh, yeah, because this happened recently to us, too. Where the. Well, I don't know if you know what I'm going to say, okay, but go like ahead. you were working on her arm, but she still yeah. started to like take. That off. happened. 
We had a whole, we had a woman here that was completely naked. <laughs> oh, she was getting a tattoo up here. She had to get naked for the whole thing. Oh god, probably oh. the same stupid bride. This lady. Ugh. We, I was I was uh, scheduled to tattoo her and uh, and someone else's tattoo and her husband, a fiance. Yeah. So right before the tattoo, which was going on her arm, by the way, uh, right before the tattoo, she said, "I'm just gonna slip in the bathroom and put something comfortable on." And I'm thinking, a sure, blanket maybe, a yeah. blanket, maybe a yeah. more comfortable shirt. She came out with a one piece fishnet outfit from her toes to her neck whoa but it was like the the big diamonds like the ones that are like oh, that know you know yeah with nothing on underneath <laughs> no bra it. no, bra, Holy no panties and like these spike stiletto heels and like just her <laughs> nipples were hanging out yeah and i looked at her and i was like holy shit like you know sometimes it's better to conceal than to reveal because she was a pretty girl with her clothes on but yeah when you're not holding anything back it wasn't that attractive yeah so yeah, I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Her man was sitting there, and, and I and I got yeah. her in the chair, and I started working on her. And I remember she's like, she was just Your like, boyfriend's there the whole time? Uh, Dude, yeah, 100%, husband. they put you in the middle of their role Oh, play. yeah, they were like, this is going to, let's make everybody yeah. feel uncomfortable and get off on it. Right? I would bet my paycheck on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he would come by and, like, grab her titty and, like, walk, keep walking. What the fuck? And then, like, there was one point where there was this woman that brought, like, her... 16 or 17 year old daughter in to get a, oh, a piercing and i felt wicked awkward because i got this half naked yeah. lady sitting there and then like the, the mom was just staring at her or like maybe even glanced at her uh but didn't it wasn't that big of a deal and the woman yeah. was like god take a picture huh oh like you've never seen like a, a pretty woman in a nice dress or something like that <laughs> and the lady's like i have you just look ridiculous like <laughs> and the two of them almost got into yeah, it right? it was a shit show so, uh, and then the whole time I kept thinking, oh my God, if my wife comes by with the kids, I'm going to, she's oh, going to fucking kill yeah. me. Yeah. So uh, it was so awkward. Uh, the The next time she came in, she's like, I'm going to go slip into something comfortable. Wink, wink. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, 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 no. I was like, why don't you, don't, don't do that. I yeah. just want you to, it, it was too awkward. I was like, I was like, you were too distracting for me to focus on the artwork. I that was wanna, very yeah. smart of you to use her Classic. ego against her. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, she was a fun one. That's fucking wild. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't a big piece, was it? It was like three sessions. It was uh, like, yeah, yeah, that's enough. And it was a bunch of like old tattoos. Well, she would do that yeah. every time she came in. Well, I only, they only let it slide the first time. Okay. And then after and that's that, when you were that's like, good. Yeah. 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 This, this yeah. can't happen. Jesus Christ. People are so interesting. Yeah. So what, there was a guy with bad breath all the time, wasn't there? That was a kid that worked for me. Oh, oh. really? Yeah. I hired this kid. <laughs> He was a pretty good artist. This was around that time where I, I lost a lot of my artists. Yeah. And I was desperate. I needed to get some people in there. So this was kind of like a local, local kid, kitchen magician. But like I saw some of work and it was, it was pretty clean. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I got to give him, I, I, I'm desperate. I got to get this kid in here. Well, you know, we, we talked and, and I got him in. And after like the second or third time he was there, I'm like, what the fuck is that smell? Like I thought something, like I, there was a dead mouse or something. Oh my God. And I was like, man. And then, like, it didn't take me long to figure it out. It was this guy's dog shit breath, and I was like, "Oh, oh man!" I was like, Serious "Hell no!" Huh? It was Were bad. His teeth halitosis. rotting, just rotting out of his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brown Probably. everywhere. It was just. Oh, disgusting. maybe he was like into some shit. 
I don't think he was, but I don't know. Maybe he was. It was just bad. Like <laughs> a little street sugar. Like there. eating some dog shit before you show up for oh your shift. Goodness. And uh, He lasted about two or three weeks, and then I, I had to get yeah, him the boot. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine yeah. your breath is that bad that you like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <so> you, <laughs> get out of here, stinky. <laughs> I think. I Did think you tell Kevin, him why? I'm pretty sure I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> your breath stinks, man. You got to go. You can't be here anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think Kevin told me some of that story, and he told me how you came over, and uh, he was just talking, and you can't even fucking think when he's, he was oh, talking at you in God. your face. Oh, yeah. So you're like... You like came over with like, hey man, you want you guys want some gum? And oh yeah! They, like Kevin Holland, he gave Good him one, trick. and then you gave the kid some, and you like shook the can, <laughs> so like four or five of them came out. You're like, oh, you got some extra. That's fine though. You can keep those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's awesome. oh, oh, he was a funny kid. Uh, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah. What is? What is the moment, as far as your like salesman career, what is your proudest moment at like either upselling someone? You know what I mean? Okay. Like, let me give you an example. Either with a, with a machine where someone's like, I don't know, and then they end up buying five machines or someone who like wants a wrist tattoo and you talk them into a sleeve because you're a very convincing man. Oh, well, dude, he could, yeah. <laughs> this is one thing I've always admired about you too is you're, you're very good with your, you're good with your words and you're very charismatic oh. and you can... Sell ice to an Eskimo. Oh, well, thanks you for know. saying that. Uh, you no, know, I don't want to say that like you're a sleazebag either. But, <laughs> 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 but no, you're really good with, with all of that stuff. Uh, I know? appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's something I'll teach any, any apprentice that I have um, training under me is, uh, you know, if they come in for a small tattoo that's, you know, you're going to potentially make 100 or 150 bucks off of and just go through the motions and do the work and, and, I'm sure it'll come out nice, but it's not a portfolio tattoo. Like, yeah. like talk them into something else. Add yeah. add some background to it. Add some flowers to it. Whatever you can do, try to upsell it so then it's a three, four, or five hundred dollar tattoo, which is positive income for the shop. And then you'd be more likely to post it in your um, on your social media or put it in a portfolio. So that's always something I've always taught anybody that works under me. Um, but as far as a particular story. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I feel like you're always like wheeling and dealing aside from the shop too, where like you had like a car and then you, or motorcycle and then you traded it for like a really nice antique car. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, you like, had, like, like, what's, yeah like, what's your best deal? Like, like what's the best trade that you've done? Oh, that was probably it. That was the best trade. Yeah, oh, that was well, a good I one. Have right? said it. I, uh, <laughs> the car is awesome too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So it was just the right place at the right time. I had a, a guy in my chair and, he was the type of guy who was really good at building cars, but he didn't really love driving the car. Oh. It, like his thing was just huh. to be in the garage drinking beers and, and wrenching on the car. That, that was yeah, what made him happy. Like yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm not really much of a, a wrencher. I, I don't really know a lot of that stuff, but I love old cars and I love, you know, you know, driving them and having fun with them. So anyway, uh, he was in my chair and he said that he was thinking about trading it for an old Harley. At the time, I had a I had a 2000 uh, Harley Night Train, which was a pretty cool bike. I had some work done into it, but um, we ended up trading the bike for the car. Yeah. Do you yeah. miss the, Do you miss the bike? I miss riding. Yeah. I don't know if I really missed that bike. It wasn't anything yeah. special. It was It was. Uh, 
the, the year that that bike, it was a 2001, and that was their 100-year anniversary. So Harley flooded the market. So they made more bikes oh. that year than any other year. Yeah. So it deflated the value of the, of the bike uh, considerably. So it was a cool bike, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I miss riding. Yeah. I miss being on just on two wheels. Yeah. I feel like it fits you well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably due for another one soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you ever see any of your kids getting into the, the business at all? Uh, that's a good question. I uh, think Hunt, Hunter likes to draw, doesn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. very talented. Uh, he's always drawing. As as a matter of fact, last night he was drawing on my iPad. He's getting pretty good with the iPad. Yeah. And he was drawing on the iPad in Procreate for probably like three hours. Oh, he did cool. like this cool uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers symbol, which I don't know why he drew the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but maybe because <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah. But that's what he wanted to draw. And then after that, he, he uh, did like this dirt bike uh, image. He's all about dirt bikes and yeah. four-wheelers and stuff. Yeah. That's his thing right now. Like if you ask Hunter what he wants to be when he grows up, he wants to be a professional four-wheeler. <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say tattoo on it. Yeah. Uh, I would be pretty proud if he did, yeah. if, if one of my kids – well, both of them wanted to, you know, um, go down this road, this crazy street, yeah. and become a tattoo artist. I would support it. I think it's an honest trade. Yeah, it's given me so much I, of my life. Sometimes that, I wouldn't wish it upon anybody, but at the same time, it's like it yeah. takes care of you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because um, it is, it's a, it's wild. You know what I mean? I think yeah. we have a yeah. perspective on a lot of things that a lot of people don't have. It's weird you too. Crazy people imagine my life without being a tattoo artist now like yeah. it's not just your job like it's like it's your whole life it, yeah. it, it consumes but not in a bad everything way, though not like not in a bad way at least for me right now yeah but like if you have a bad week you have a bad week i agree um, but how many people like bring home all their work with them like like we do i, I yeah. don't think many like i don't know many plumbers or electricians that yeah, exactly. once they work an eight-hour shift they go home and then they work on their job for the next day for the next four or the five hours. The faucet's leaking. Can you fix it? <laughs> I'll do it later. What's for dinner, you know? Unless <laughs> but we're, we're constantly drawing, right? It's we're, terrible. We're <laughs> drawing or painting or yeah. Yeah. updating the social media or oh, yeah. always doing something uh, for the craft. So, yeah. yeah. Crazy. I think Instagram really helped tattooing to take off too. Yeah. Because it's bananas now. Yeah, I know. Which yeah. is cool. Very cool. Yeah. Taylor, not so much. I don't think that she would. I don't think she's even going to get a tattoo. I'd be surprised no. if she does. She's yeah. fourteen now, and you know, Man. I don't know. Maybe she. Maybe things I, will change. I but hope right that, now, I don't think she's really too into it. I hope that people still stay into getting tattooed. You know, because yeah. I've always heard that theory, like, oh, you know, like the next generation. They're not. They're fucking less. They're doing drugs less. They're right. partying less. This is <laughs> true. Step it up. This is real statistics. Uh -huh. We had a yeah. whole conversation oh, last yeah, we week. Did. About how, like, I guess kids aren't like cool anymore. Yeah, well, they're yeah, just, they're yeah. Like, I guess yeah. like partying isn't people aren't partying at college as much anymore. You well, they don't because of COVID, but I don't know where the statistic yeah. comes from. But I guess uh, teenagers aren't like having sex as much anymore. So like, it's a big thing in Japan. Yeah, mm -hmm. and people are having less kids. So like the birth rate is down. So they're trying to convince like young adults to like fuck more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious! Yeah. And they're like, no careers. I'm busy. Yeah. yeah. I have the internet. So um, sometimes I wonder, like, will, like, the next generation look at tattoos? Like, uh, oh, my, all my parents have tattoos. I don't want to, that's not cool. You yeah, know? could be. So I hope not. You no, know, I, I hope, hope that, either. I hope that there's that, like, uh, I don't like worry they still want to customize their, you know, their, yeah. their personal ride here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
I don't put some cool shit I don't on know. it. You know? That's a theory, <laughs> but I don't think it holds up because I have so many clients who like got their first tattoos with their parents or like they got their tattoo with their mom and like, I don't know. I think it depends like person to person, but yeah, I think it's just you want to have one or you don't. Yeah, that's true. I think that uh, the next fad is is a better question. Like what's the next fad going to be? You know, for like tattoos or for your body? For tattoos. Yeah. I mean, forever it was the tribal bands and tramp stamps, and then it yeah. became mandalas. You know. What is it right now? What's, what's mandalas super are so popular. popular still? Still, still. I never do mandalas. Maybe I just choose not it to. It was but. like a few years ago. Let me think. I just feel. I feel like that whipped out black and gray style is very popular right now. The dot work. Yeah. The oh, single needle. Yeah, the shit that uh, oh, the tiny single needle that shit little just does. Yeah. Yeah, like that's very very popular. I think the giant sleeves and, and huge tattoos in general are, are really popular right now. Like Thank I've never God. had more. <laughs> I know, right? But I've I never had more shit. ongoing, uh, f- like, huge pieces yeah. than yeah. I do right now. Everybody wants a sleeve. I think part of it, too, is that, like, there's more information out there, so there's more references, and people see these big, beautiful tattoos, and they're like, well, that's more impressive than, like, some other mm-hmm. stuff, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think, like, the more that tattoo is being pushed as, like, an art form and the more large sleeves, large pieces, large pizzas, large <laughs> pieces I know, I'm hungry too. that are out there for people to look at, they like get more stoked about it. You know what I mean? There's more references out there. Yeah. yeah. Whereas before you just had like a flash book, you know? Totally want a large pizza right now. Oh, dude. Seriously. I don't want pizza. You want ramen still? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going to do ramen. I wonder if this is the same ramen place that Tara was telling me. It, it is. It is because we told her about it. She said it's it insane. This is bomb. What is it called? It's dope. It's called... I can't even remember, but it's Shit. awesome. It's down the road. Sakuratani. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Nailed it. Shout oh. out, Sakuratani. Yeah. You guys are awesome. I did a cool illustration of a lady, a sexy lady in a ramen soup bowl, and I, I gave that. them a shout out over quarantine because yeah. they did were- Did they say anything? Awesome. Yeah, they did. They were oh, like, cool. thank you. And I was like, you're the best. Did you get some free ramen? No. We I just should wanted just to like push like local <laughs> eateries and stuff. You guys want to hear a funny free stuff uh, story? It's yeah. a quick one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another good uh, example of- Dane is obsessed with this uh, hot sauce called truff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the truffle it, yeah. sauce. You know yeah, 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 yeah. Truffle sauce. So one day he got blown off, and he drew three designs from Truff. Like they're three different brands. Like they have the white one, and then they have the red one, and then they have the black one. Yeah. So he drew three different designs. They were kind of like new school cartoony bottles with, but they have mouths and eyes, and they were doing fun stuff. Fully, oh, yeah. fully colored, rendered all that. Yeah. And cool. he posted them and tagged them. And they freaking loved it. And like they sent him a whole box full of free shit. That's they awesome. They got dude. a truff sweatshirt, That's some t shirts, cool. some, some product, uh, the hot sauce. He got all kinds of stuff. And uh, I guess they're using his, uh, his designs on some shirts. That's amazing. <laughs> That's cool, dude. That's so good. Oh, good yeah, to man. Yeah, that was a good Why one. Why not? We should do shit like that. Yeah, like, we should. I know. Ever since then, I've been thinking about that. Whenever yeah. I see something, I'm like, oh, I should draw that yeah. and send him a picture. Uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's how Evan Allen got like. Sponsored by Eternal Ink? No, no Fusion. Fusion. Okay, he drew like, he like paint, oil painted like a bunch of their bottles of ink uh, with some skulls and shit. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And Brilliant. then they, they were like, yeah, them. you want a sponsorship? Yeah. What the fuck? We yeah. got to we gotta fuck with that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, brilliant marketing that he yeah. did right there. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Jones, he's a, a, a local uh, tattoo artist. Right. His niche was he would like, you know, draw or paint like his favorite rapper or singer, country singer or That's whatever. That's right, yep. Draw an insane portrait of them mm-hmm. and then like post it, have them have the person share it and then the next thing you know, he's tattooing that person. Yeah. yeah. So he did that five or six different times with different celebrities and now... Like he, all he does is celebrities now, which is super That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. 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 That was good. He's brilliant. Brilliant marketing. Think outside the box from marketing like that. And 
what a great idea yeah right i feel mm. like a lot of like artists that because obviously we have other stuff to do because we're tattooing but i do know like a lot of illustrators or artists will start doing that and they'll just like tag and tag and tag until they get that repost yeah. so they can get more followers yeah same thing like they just do like celebrity yeah like watercolor portraits or something like that little jess did that uh, yeah. jess reef that works for us she did several excuse me several of her favorite actors from like uh, there was a show called the 100 Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did three or four of the actors from that show, and then they, they came out so good, and the actors liked them so much that they reposted them. And now she's got uh, so many followers that uh, yeah, it's, it's just awesome. insane. It's yeah. just insane. That's what, cool. What she did. We got to get on it. I know. We got to get on well, it. Well, let's do that book. Oh, yeah, the book. We, we wanted to, to do book. like a Kickstarter for a book eventually. Well, we want to do like this fantasy, like, uh, flash book kind of, mm-hmm. you know, where like. Um, it's all like fantasy based uh images. But they're kind of tattooy. Maybe they could be tattoos, you know. I love it. But also have like some some things written about each piece, you know what I mean? Yeah. <gasps> Who's here? Mayday. It's May. Boy, quarantine would have been a perfect time to have done that book. Yeah, right? True. I know. In hindsight. But yeah, we were friend. we were busy eating and <laughs> scared. <Yeah. laughs> scared. Just being scared. <laughs> scared and eating. <laughs> I know, right? I put on so much weight yeah, me over too. quarantine, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I secretly loved quarantine, though. Man. I did, too. I think everybody did. Dude, I think <sighs> so we needed nice. that shit, man. That was like a reset button and a half. I did work over yeah. there. And you what? I said I did great work over it. Like, I did, like, pr- yeah. a lot of... I didn't do fuck all. I know you didn't. I hung out, (laughs) dude. I I I feel like we worked so hard, and it was just like, oh, I can breathe. Well, that's why I felt like I was like doing things that I enjoyed. You know what I mean? Do you remember it at all? Do you remember quarantine? It was like like, it's like a day, like a. It seems like it went by so fast. Um, But uh, I'll tell you, I never picked up a pen or a pencil or really. I didn't. I didn't do anything creative the entire time, or just about the entire time, That's until cool, like though. ten weeks into it, and I was like, "Man, I gotta do something." Yeah. And I painted those. You guys remember those two pinups I posted? They were on like five or six feet tall. And yeah. Plywood. I finally like dragged myself out into the the barn to do those, just to say I did something creative, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then I built the barn. Oh, well, you, you know, built a fucking barn. I built a barn. So yeah. There so you that was go, bud. Cool. That's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like no, more than I did, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a work of art, you know. <laughs> yeah, but still, that's it a is whole pretty. project. It is a pretty barn. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right on. Yeah. Baby! What are you doing? Just putting our shit down. Okay. This is the first time we're going to have May on the podcast. It's true. Oh, that's I wish exciting. we had. A, I wish we had a fourth mic. I'll share with her. Yeah. yeah. I sure. could have brought one if you... That's why I asked if you needed a fourth mic before I left. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hello. What's up? How's it going? I'm great. Good to see you. Having fun with this? Yeah, we're having a blast. I love it. You're doing this all day, huh? All right. We are, we are recording. We're live. Now. Have you ever tattooed with your GoPro on your head and like done like no. a time-lapse video? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. Well, maybe not on your head, but like have you, have you like... You're like anywhere in your life. What? <laughs> What'd you say? That's not intimidating <laughs> at all. <laughs> I could right. probably, atta- yeah, I probably attach it to the light because that's my tattoo light too. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't done that yet. And I kind of want to do that. Like, yeah, I'm surprised you haven't done it yet. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought about it. Why don't you leave it on the stand and do it this week? Because I gotta pick a tattoo that I'm like really into, yeah. and you know what I mean. You it's gotta be a good done one. It with, yeah. You should do it on the last session of like a big piece, like if the last session of like a back piece or something like that. Yeah. Where you're like doing yeah, maybe finishing I will, touches, and then I have something to show. Well, yeah. you could even do. 
it would be cool with that to do like the last session and the first session or something like that yeah. to show the progress. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That's a thing you got to like wait to finish that shit up and then <laughs> post it. <laughs> All right, so I want to introduce my lovely wife who is also the manager of the shop and she uh she pretty much does everything for me that <laughs> <laughs> and i i appreciate <laughs> you um i've been wanting to get you on the show for a while I know. so thanks thanks for being here i'll see you later too but you know <laughs> hey you, baby hey what's up Not much. can you hear her you hear me? uh kind of not well but do you want to use this one instead what oh, about you can you hear this all right so yeah, here, in. back up a little bit. You gotta get in. And yeah, there you go. Perfect. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, pretty good. How about me? We're gonna get another shout. Another set of, hello. Shut it out. Get another set of he- like headphones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm I just should probably just get the whole setup right here. Yeah. You sound pretty good though. That little mic. I'm just trying to keep my lips close. Yeah. My friends closer. Yeah, I don't like that. Stop that shit. I don't like that. <laughs> There's two of us now, so. <laughs> I know you love it. Oh, do you know what Fred made me watch the other day? It was a man eating a, a hairbrush. Because he said, this is what ASMR oh, yeah. is to me. And I said, you're dumb. <laughs> Not all of it is a man eating a hairbrush. Why are you watching this? Do you know what we're talking about? No. So, I have no idea. Is it a used hairbrush? Like, is there hair? Oh, my God, May. No. I didn't even think of that. I don't know. Oh, the noise. It was like, it's you know what ASMR like, is? Like I don't even know. What does ASMR stand for? I can't remember. I, I, I would have to look either. it up. So ASMR is like this uh, thing where some people are mentally stimulated or their nerves in their head are mentally stimulated tingles. by by noises. And a lot of times it's like... Um, Small noises that are amplified, usually in a microphone, mm-hmm. um, and some people enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Like that's why you have all these like weird videos, like people like. Is that why you do this podcast? No. Yes. He's secretly like. <laughs> well, so- some people do like weird <laughs> shit in the mic, and they'll like like they'll have video. There's hundreds of these videos yeah. on Instagram. It's a of, like people eating things on the microphone. I don't want. And it's those. just like the chewing sound, or they'll like they'll take their fingernails and they'll like scratch like velvet just because the noise is interesting to them and they like it it's like this whole like weird some people like get really weird fetishy about it what the hell did i sign on to here (laughs) so it stands for i don't like it (laughs) it makes it it actually it feels like nails on a chalkboard to me yeah i don't like it and i I was explaining to them that like like whenever i see this shit like it makes me feel horrible so michelle had like this fake skull last week and she was scratching it with her nails and i was like fucking <laughs> yeah it was awesome and i didn't it mean to like, get so mad it just really no me. it's okay because i knew that you were gonna get mad um so we started talking about it and i found this video of this uh this girl and she eats hairbrushes like pica kind of like you know that you know what pica is it's when people eat like random objects Okay. Like they'll eat oh, like it's a compulsion. They'll eat sand or they'll Didn't eat. They have a show. They'll like eat drywall and yes. shit. Where she ate like a mattress. It kept like yeah. snacking on her mattress. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. like yeah. tissues. Yeah. The person they'll be just compulsed to eat tissues. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. So, but this person was like eating like a hairbrush in the in the microphone, and it's the worst thing I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> but I've never seen anything like that for ASMR. But. The, I know it's up Do you there. have the video? A- I, I have what ASMR stands for, which is okay. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Um, it's a tingling sensation that typically begins at the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. 
Um, so it's just an auditory response to like certain noises and it makes you just get like tingles. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. I don't get tingles. No, we know. No. So, but yeah, it was, it was, it was weird shit. That's like, have you ever had someone like whisper in your ear and then you get like tingles? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. But when people hear the noises, they're I don't even like the good tingles. I like, like, don't do that shit. It makes me feel strange. No one talk or speak to Fred. (laughs) (laughs) It's too weird. Uh, No, I get that. It's strange, though. But it is interesting to talk about. And I didn't know that there was anyone online eating hairbrushes till now. Does she, like, take bites out of that (laughs) brush? Does she actually, like, take chunks out of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) How can she get through the... What kind is this brush made out of? I don't know. Maybe it's it's like an edible... off the brush. Like, pulling them out and chewing on them. (laughs) Like the little bristles? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's a plastic hairbrush, too. Yeah, it's terrible. It's yeah, really awful. I don't like it either. Yeah. Where, how did you find that? Get her on the know. show. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> what if we did? Fly her like, out. Hold on. I'm going to let me look it up real quick here. The whole thing will be just Fred gagging. It's terrible, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. It's I've never really seen bad. him throw up. Oh, well, I mean, if he even uh-huh. hears throw up. I'm going to put it on the Bluetooth here. Can we link videos? You know how when you get, you know, we, you know that moment when you realize that you're getting old is because you call everything electronic the something. It's like the Bluetooth, <laughs> oh, yeah. the Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. I'm going to go to the Walmarts, right? When you say videotaping. The vi- what do you mean? Oh, videotaping. <laughs> I'm videotaping you. Smile. Did anyone else's parents always have like the, the VCR, like the camcorder? Camcorder, handheld camcorder. Oh, yeah, camcorder. we had one yeah. of those growing up. Yeah. 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 My parents, they did it, like, throughout. It's like they did it for every child up until I was old enough to be on camera, and then they stopped. So there's all these great memories of my sisters and Aww. everyone else growing up. And I'm like, wow, you guys, you can <laughs> see from when you're born to when you are older. And, like, with me, I'm just like, and then you're five, and then nothing else. <laughs> oh, my God, I found it. I found it. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Hey, hook it up with the Bluetooth. Yeah, can you do that? You guys can't hear it. Easy. No, only only me and you can hear it actually. I can hear it. I don't need the noise. I can, I can make the noises for you. <laughs> well this way the You hear that? Hold on. Oh not that. Okay, look at this woman. It's edible it's an edible hairbrush. Oh. So it's not like used. That's not that bad if it's an edible hairbrush. Oh, why do they do that shit? Isn't that weird? I can't like it's tingling my brain. See, in the tickles. Really? But not in a good way. It's not like. But it's Look, weird, right? the brushes. <laughs> okay, I'm satisfied. Let's see. Oh, they do use the hair, though. That's disgusting. They didn't have lice. I just, I have a special hair. Uh, I got to take the headphones out. Here, you listen to it real quick. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh. <laughs> right? He's like, oh, 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 oh. Ugh. <laughs> oh my god. Is he gonna swallow that? He's eating a hairbrush. Ugh. <laughs> you can hear it fucking fall. <laughs> oh god, it's terrible. Yeah, I don't like the eating videos. I don't know why that's what you... I thought that's what the, what ASMR was. None of this shit that I've ever watched 
You were drawn to this. You were drawn to this. It, I don't know. It just you popped up in my it. feed, man. That's not true. Okay. What do you think of that, Jeff? Does that turn you on? No. It's, <laughs> it's not supposed to turn you <laughs> on, though. Oh, I think she's heard. I've heard it. The things I hear are coming from Fred's computer. That sounds horrible, but. <laughs> Man, there are some weird fucks on this planet, huh? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. Doesn't make any sense to me. I watched this, uh, uh, some uh, strange show on like uh, the Science Channel. It was about odd addictions that people would have. Yes. And there was this woman that she had to sleep with her coffee maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Strange what Addiction. That shit? Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. My Strange Addictions. Yeah. They should bring that show back. I don't know if it's even on anymore because I don't watch TV, but <laughs> like there he was... He interviewed her, her boyfriend, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, she had to bring this coffee maker to bed with us every <laughs> what night. What the fuck? <laughs> was it on? I don't recall. Probably not. On, yeah. There was a woman that had to, um, she had to sleep with her, her um, hair dryer, too. Yeah. Which yep. is super dangerous. Yep. And she's like, I just like the noise and like the heat is comforting. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's on. It's like, I fucking burned down the house. Running, you know, at night, but it's crazy. So, babe. Yeah. What's up? Not much. I'm glad that you're here. How's your day, May? It was busy. This yeah? is your first Maybe. time on the podcast? It is. Yeah. You def- I know. Ma- Michelle, you definitely have to come over later now because she cleaned the house. Oh. So, we're going to do business. Hey. Well, I had to clean the house anyway. Well, this is how it works, huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's how it works? Yeah. I had to be home by 8. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we be. still got to write contracts and shit, too, so. All right. I just had to be home by 8, and we're good. Okay. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so. Hey, May, do you have a ghost story? I mean. Because we were talking about ghost stories earlier. We all I told our ghosts. I told, I told him about uh, the house in Somerset. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know what? We heard about your... Um, story oh, when you were in the wait. bathroom and the door opened second hand. So why don't you tell the story from first point person point of view? The from the Somerset house. Yeah. So this house, the the previous owner, he passed away in it, um, and he was older. Um, he he, I guess he was like just like a super pervy kind of dude. So I know when we talked to our like our landlords about it, he was like, "Oh, May should be fine. He'll love her, but Fred should watch out," which didn't really ease Fred's mind. Um, anyways, but there were certain parts of the house that were like creepier than others. And for some reason, our basement, you've actually been there. Remember yeah. you came over? Oh yeah. We had like a little shindig. Yeah, like yeah. a full um, bar down there. And for some reason, the basement, whenever you would go in, it was just like really creepy feeling the bathroom as well. Um, but sometimes I would have to use that cause Fred would be hogging up the one upstairs. And so classic Fred. <laughs> classic taking Fred. my dumps. <laughs> This is so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so one time I went down there and I I always locked the door. Um, and I went to the bathroom and I went washed my hands, went to leave, and the door was unlocked. And I was like, "That's weird." I thought I, I'm pretty sure I locked that. So next time I went down there, similar situation, locked the door and went to leave, and it was unlocked. So I was like, oh. "Okay, that." I mean, it's like it could be a coincidence or whatever, but. So the next time I went in, I actually, like, locked it. I said, I locked the door. I did my business. I went to leave, and it was unlocked. So I don't know if it was just the doorknob was weird or. Did you feel uh, a feeling of uh, someone watching you when you were doing your business? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The pervy old man is sitting there watching me go. (laughs) I want to know, because you have a couple of really creepy stories that freak me out, and there was one about. 
so you used to work at a prison and then there was a basement in the prison that went unused um it was the they had like the old abortion clinic oh it was in the, old in the prison and they still had the tables Jesus. with like the stirrups on them and stuff like all metal and there was like a sink <laughs> at the bottom of it oh my and god it was terrifying absolutely terrifying. i didn't see anything down there no but somebody had a story though right somebody else said that they were shoved and there was nobody else in the building at the time and she ran out of the prison which you're not supposed to run why was she in the old abandoned abortion clinic in the prison she wasn't in that part she was actually in a different part of that building okay um over so it's a really old prison where they actually they said they had like a carriage house so people the girls would like show up and they drop them off horse and buggy um (laughs) And they shut it down because it was, like, really, really old and just, like, deteriorating. So there was an office that was close to it, and she worked down there. She was the last person to leave that day. She said she had a weird feeling. She felt like somebody was watching her, and then she was shoved. And she she said, I literally ran out of the prison. I had officers chasing me because they were like, why are you running? What's going on? You know, you're not supposed to run in prison, you know. No. So she, uh, I think she moved her office after that. Oh, wow, huh? Yeah. That's creepy, right? Boy, that yeah. is a creepy one. So... And then there was one time. You're just gonna put me on the spot. I'm a ghost story. Oh yeah, you. Had, okay, this is why <laughs> but I none wanted. None of them actually really like, other than the door in the okay. basement really happened to me. These are I... you telling me stories. You can't tell the one with your. My uh, poor wife. She tells me so many stories, and she tells them over and over and over I again. So. Yeah. And I have to like be like, "Wow, that's crazy," and then. <laughs> <laughs> And then you have to act surprised the next time she tells But you know what? This is why I wanted to get her on, though, too, because these stories are actually really good. And it's one of the reasons why I love my wife, (laughs) because she's an amazing uh, tail spinner, for sure. She can spin a yarn, huh? She can spin one, for sure. Although, yesterday, when I tried telling you a story, I had to tell you three times. Oh, fuck. Remember that, which you know I don't like repeating myself. Okay, but I was playing video games. But you stopped and stared at me while you were looking at me. And you still, I was like, focus, focus, three times. Do you ever do the she wouldn't snap? she didn't want to tell me the third time. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Well, yeah, you kind of lost, you, say? Wait, you lose on. the privilege. And I was, I, I was actually, I was really, Focusing. really trying to listen. Yeah. Like I was at, like, cause I was wanted to do my thing, but I was also, mm. she was talking to me Yeah, and I was like, yeah, uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And, and then I was like, wait, what? she was like, you didn't hear anything I just said. And I was like, I mean, <laughs> and then I made him repeat it back to me. I'm like, tell me the story. And he couldn't tell me the story. <laughs> and the worst part is for somebody who likes telling stories and you get really into it and you like get the like the dramatics and everything. When you tell someone a story that way and they didn't hear any of it and you have to tell a, it again, it loses person. its oomph. Mm-hmm. I'm so. a terrible husband. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. So I know I, I promise you, I was really trying to listen. I, I just wanted to try to you do two like things at the same yeah, time. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing Doom. So. So, eventually, she was like, you still didn't hear. She told me the second time. You do still you know the story like, now? Um, tell I, us a story. Forgot, yeah, tell us a story. I forgot the story. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I'm not telling him it was about a. It was about a girl. Mm. And <laughs> Is that true? It, I mean, yeah, there's is a it female. A ghost story? No. no. <laughs> it was a silly story about a mom and her daughter. It was somehow. Oh, yeah. I, I can tell you the story okay, now. All right, okay, do so, it. So, um, her daughter, this girl's daughter always makes her food. 
Oh, no, 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 no. The mom always <laughs> makes the kid food, right? <laughs> <laughs> Almost. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so the, <laughs> there's this mom and a daughter, and the mom always makes the kid food, and the kid's always like, well, I'm not really that hungry. Thanks, though. And then one day the daughter was like, I'm going to do something nice for mom. And then she made her mom like a wonderful, was it breakfast or something? Sandwich. Sandwich. And... <laughs> And then, and then uh, the mom was like, "Oh, that's really nice of you, but I'm just I'm not really that hungry." And she did it to teach her daughter a lesson and be like, "See, like it makes mommy mad when I make you stuff all the time, and you just don't eat it." Like, yeah. so she kind of flipped it back, and I was like, "That's kind of mean as a mom, right?" But <laughs> can you kid. see how that story wouldn't sound good after saying it three times? Like, yeah. <laughs> after a little bit, it's, just, it's not a crazy story, you know? Right. It was was just, Fred was the child funny. and you're the mom? No, the this story? is like somebody I actually oh, okay. follow on fuck? Facebook. <laughs> I was just curious why she was telling you the story. No, he all. usually eats the food I make. The child had a tapeworm and that's why she wasn't hungry? No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. That'd be fucked up. Anyway, um, no, I just appreciate all your stories and you need to know that. And that's okay. why I wanted you on here. So right. <laughs> well, I know that you have a great story about being chased in the fuck? nowhere Rehoboth by ghosts. Oh, was it the lumberjack? No, but I have heard about that one. The lumberjack. And the, the redheaded guy with the red oh, the, flannel. Oh, the redheaded hitchhiker of yeah. 44. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. wears red flannel like you. Gross. Oh, don't fuck with me like that. Oh, my God. No, he does wear right. flannel. He does. You Maybe do he likes. Like him. <sighs> yeah, but he's redheaded. He's, oh a, he's a redhead. You're the reincarnation. Maybe. Maybe. I wasn't Damn. actually chased. It was just, you've always kind of like talked to me about that. What, what road is it? Bridgewater Triangle. So yeah. there's a lot yeah. of paranormal activity that happens in the, the Bristol County area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and Route 44 kind of fits into that triangle. It's like a big swath of, it like encompasses like Seekonk, Fall River, Freetown, uh, All the way up to Edmonton. Yeah. 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 That whole area, Somerset. Yeah. Isn't Eaton, even Taunton? Whitman, I think yeah, is it. Taunton. Yeah. Well, Berkeley, my house is in it. Yep. yep. Yeah. So That's it's right. a Taunton shop. So. That's right. Yeah. So um, May was coming home one day. Mm-mm. She tells it. Okay. No? Well, I was going to preface it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, and some, yeah, something weird happened in on her way home. Weren't you on 44? I was on 44, and every single time we drive down that road, Fred's always like, you know, this road is, like, super haunted. Like, he's always making mention of it. So I don't really think anything of it, because I'm just like, whatever, I'm driving home. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so I'm driving, and I don't, I don't even remember fully what happened, but I remember it was really dark, and all of a sudden I had Pandora on. It started, like, flipping through songs really fast. Oh, that's weird. And it kept putting on really creepy songs. Like, there was one called Crave You, and it's, like, t- this girl talking about, I don't know, eating people? I don't know. It was Crave You. It was probably yeah. something sexual. But oh, um, but it, the tone of it is pretty creepy. And um, so it kept switching in between different songs that I did not have saved or on my list or anything. And then I don't remember what else happened. There was a... Wasn't there like a dog with a bone or something? Oh, yeah. that would be the house. I remember that vividly that you told me that. Yeah, that's I so you about showed that, up at the house, fucking like you were like trying terrified. to call me and I, I wasn't call, picking yeah, up. I think he was on the phone with you. Oh shit, it was my fault. No, and no, then, you're cool. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then you came home like spooked. You were like not okay, and you said that you took a back road, and then you uh, 
you slammed on your brakes because you almost hit a dog. Right. And but the a dog had a, like a mouth. big femur in its mouth. Whoa. That I don't know. If it just weird. it looked like it looked like a big bone. Yeah. Like okay. big. And then you drove. You dro- did you drive around it? I slammed on my brakes because it ran right in front of my car. And then I looked around. I put my like my my lights, um, my high beams on and stuff. And I didn't see anything. I looked behind me. I didn't see anything. So I like sat there for a minute. And then I was like, I gotta get out of here because this isn't gonna end well. Um, but yeah, I didn't see the dog after that. Yeah. It was big too. It looked like a big black German shepherd. That's huge. even creepier because there's lore in the whole, like the black dog, the black dog. Like right. there's like in a lot of oh, like wow. folklore. Yeah. Yeah. There's always, yeah. Um, well, they had a whole farm where a bunch of the horses were, were killed by this so black the, dog. The black dog the of Abington yeah, is yeah. a, is a folklore story in Massachusetts. Yeah, it's on the Bridgewater Triangle, which is why it's funny that you saw a black dog. So back in the sixties, yeah. there was this, uh, it's, it's in news articles too. I feel like we this. talked about it on the podcast before. Too, no, actually. I don't think we have. This is something I've always wanted to talk about too. I oh, love this but show. I didn't know about the black dog local. until I got home and I mentioned yeah. that to you. Because you never mentioned him. You always talked about the hitchhiker and how yeah. you're not supposed to look in your mirrors because you might be sitting in your backseat. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is You've heard of that one, right? You yeah. Know? yeah. I terrified my kids one time coming home <laughs> from Providence. They were in the backseat and uh, me and Jess were in the front. We were coming home on 44. Yeah. And I told them the story, and they were like, Dad, stop. Please, don't tell them. We don't want to know anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But he might be right behind you. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Poor thing. Ah! Traumatized <laughs> for life. So yeah. back in, I think it was the 60s, there was this story of the black dog uh, that was, um, it, it put the whole town of Abington on lockdown for like two days. So like a good weekend. Um, there were reports multiple reports of people saying there was a black dog in their backyard. It, they saw it running through their their field. Back then, too, it was mostly farmland back there, too, you know. So um, one of the reports was uh, a man who was a farmer um, looked out his window and saw that there was a black dog terrorizing this horse, mm-hmm. you know, and it was running the horse around one of the, the poles that it was uh, leashed on, you know. Um, and it ended up killing the horse. It was biting at it and shit. And he went out there, and uh, him and his son shot at it, and nothing happened. It didn't. It acted like it. It didn't like get hit by any of the bullets or anything, you know. And then it ran off. And then uh, they reported that. And then there were multiple reports of uh, uh, livestock getting killed by this dog. Um, and eventually the cops tracked it down. There were other reports of other people shooting it and nothing happened and eventually just went away. But, uh, if you Google it and read up the story, there's like, it's really creepy to think that there was this, like this otherworldly, like demon dog, like stalking, you know, uh, the farmlands of, uh, Abington back in the day, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I always... It, it's always a story that kind of creeped me out for a while. And then May told me that story about the black dog. Like, and then he got freaked out. Yeah. Because I told him that. I was like, I don't know what happened. Was it a dog or was it a wolf? It looked like a big black German Shepherd. Wait. It actually looked just like, because I used to have a black German Shepherd. It looked just like it was huge, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it ran right out in front of my car. And I had my lights on, but it's Rehoboth where there's, like, no, no lights anywhere else, you know. Yeah. So that was terrifying. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the other uh, creatures that you hear about from time to time when you talk about the, the Bermuda Triangle is the Pukwudgie. 
You guys know about that one? Yeah, yeah. that's a uh, Native, Native American, American folklore uh, from Freetown, the Freetown Forest. They're Freetown like Forest, they're yeah. like little goblin pixies, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, kind of cute, though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they're not cute. No. They're, they're like they terrorize you and they'll like mischief makers. They're, they'll like known to like lure you in the woods and like slice your throat and stuff like that. Like, yeah. they're really yeah. creepy little, little fuckers. They snatch up children and shit. Like yeah. changeling dogs, yeah. anything. Like, uh, but this small human-like type of uh, creature that you know, no, of course, no one's ever taken a photo of one, but a lot right. of people have seen them, and you know, and then that's where the folklore comes from. It's all from the Freetown Forest. Yeah. Or the. Uh, yeah. What's the name of the swamp in there? I don't Is it know the Wampanoag Swamp? The Hopanog. Hopanog? Yeah. So uh, that that's supposed to be, it translates to where the spirits dwell. Sure. And oh, there, there have been reports of like that, that that's where like, uh, yeah. like reality is thin or something. People have reported like big giant birds flying around in there yeah, or right. like hunters getting lost and shit. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people say they see like the fairy lights out there too where like you'll follow like lights oh, around like, like the, the swamp wisp. and then they'll get like yeah. confused and like or like compasses won't work. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I've been hunting out in there and yeah. I didn't really notice anything but. Yeah. Well, it's not supposed to be there past dark. Yeah. Well, I've heard stories about hunters getting lost up in there or like losing track of time yeah. or time skips. You know what I mean? Like it's they cool. come out, like they've been in, an, in there an hour and it turns out they've been in there six. You know what I mean? Game. Yeah. There was an episode of ancient aliens that they did on the uh, Bermuda Triangle. Any of you guys watch that show? Bermuda Triangle or the Bridgewater? Uh, yeah. Bridgewater. The Bridgewater uh, so around here. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's and cool. they interviewed several uh, prof- uh, professionals on the, on the topic. Some people that wrote books and, and they did a, uh, yeah, like a whole, episode on that on that and it's ancient aliens so obviously their verdict at the end of it was uh aliens yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but back to the pukwudgie like we came home one night uh to our home in berkeley and it was me and jess Uh, jesse was in shotgun and i was driving and um i think her father was with us there was someone else with i think it was her dad and as we were pulling in the driveway jesse's like oh my god look at that little that little kid what's he doing out here and i and I was like, "What?" And she goes, "Oh, never mind." She goes, "Oh, it must must have been a shadow." Like she was, she saw a little person like in the shadows of the trees. She's convinced that's creepy that she saw something yeah, like a small dude. So I feel like Jesse wouldn't say anything unless she actually like she doesn't. Yeah, she's right, not, right. Jesse doesn't dramatic. believe in any of that yeah, shit. Yeah. So like, so when to you told it, her when you told her that though, did she believe you? Like, well, right away, I was like, "What did you see?" And she she's like, "Well, I, I thought I saw." You know, a small little person, and it, and like they looked like they were homeless, and they were just like kind of like hiding in the tree. And I'm like, Pukwudgie, you saw a Pukwudgie. Yeah, and like, you're like hyping up. Yeah, so and she she's like, like, you're full of shit. She's like, yeah, I didn't see anything. It was just a shadow. And I'm like, no, you saw a Pukwudgie. Yeah. I know you did. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. I've never mm-hmm. even heard of a Pukwudgie. So I actually, I just yeah. looked up the article. It says, uh, the black dog of the Bridgewater Triangle. And in the spring, I'm sorry, it was actually the 70s. So in the spring of 76, the town of Abington went into lockdown mode when a huge throat-eating, bulletproof dog mysteriously <laughs> appeared <laughs> Holy shit. in rural residential areas right? surrounded by over 100 acres of dense, dense swamp. Fear rippled through the south shore of Boston Dramatic. after word got out that the killer dog had ripped out the throats of two ponies. Oh. The dog had intelligently chased the animals who had been tethered to trees around and around until they were tied helpless, unable to escape the teeth of the horde beast. When locals read the news that the beast had evaded two different bullets fired from two separate town officials, all panic ensued. I'm sure that 
that's when that shit happens, like, especially back then without the internet, like, there's probably a bunch of people calling and I saw a black dog. There's yeah. a black dog over here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just hyping that up. Even I should more, ask my parents about it. You know? Yeah. Your parents live in Abington, right? Yeah. We yeah. all live in Abington. Yeah. Um, they weren't in Abington in the seventies, but they were around. So I'm curious. Cause my dad was in, he would have been in Weymouth at the time. So he might've heard it. Curious. So, but that's all they know. And then it just disappeared. It's, yeah. They just never see it again. Mm-hmm. It's weird, right? Yeah. Until I almost hit it with my car. Yeah. <laughs> and the male almost took it out. And it, had, it had a human leg in its mouth. Or a pony leg. I don't, it, looked like, it looked like a bone that was like this big. Wow. It was very creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I tried calling you like 10 times. I was like, why didn't you answer your phone? Yeah, she was pissed. Could have been a dead zone. It wasn't you. He was talking to Uncle Scott. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, That's yeah. right. I forgot. I feel better. I feel better. You're fine. You're off the hook. But- Anyway. Well, there's some pretty mysterious shit going on in that yeah. uh, Bridgewater Triangle. I love all the Bridgewater Triangle stuff. Yeah. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Jeff told us this story about this haunted house in Westport, and he saw some guy with no face. Creepy. <laughs> what? It's true. No face. Where, 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 like, were you just driving? Or? I'll, give you, I'll give you the quick version, but we had heard about a haunted house in Westport, and there was a sign on the door that said, paranormal activity, do not enter, like right from the yeah. town. And I didn't believe... The, the story about the sign. So the, uh, a friend of mine drove me by the house because she was convinced that the sign was there. She saw it herself. We drove by the house, and, there, and sure enough, the sign was right there. Well, we drove by really slow, and then when we turned around because there was a dead end, we came back. There was a man in a black sweatshirt standing on the stairs reading the sign. And when I said to the girl, <laughs> I said, I said, oh, I didn't, that, who's that guy? She said, what guy? She never saw the guy. I did. <laughs> and then, like, he turned and looked at me, and when I saw his face, it was just, like, a blur of, like... Yeah, that's creepy. It was Doesn't that sound like Outsider? Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it? That's it. great. Yeah. You ever seen that show? Don't the watch outsider? it. Yeah. There's a With, book. With uh, Patrick Swayze and Tom Cruise and... No, no. <laughs> the Outsider? <laughs> Stephen, Stephen King wrote this story called The Outsider, and it's about a very similar character. Oh, that's right. And oh. it's, like, this... Yeah. this oh, he's, like, a demon, and what he does is he causes people to die, but he he becomes like a doppelganger of people. So he'll make himself look like um, somebody from the town. Oh. And then then he'll murder somebody. Mm. And then he, he'll... he'll. And then everyone thinks everyone's on a manhunt for this person. Like, we saw you kill yeah. this person. And they were like, I was in a different state. So they yeah. spend the yeah. entire show just trying to... But eventually, out. he wears like a black hoodie and he eventually has like no face. It's like a... Yeah. They keep describing him as like a... Uh, Son of a bitch. That's yeah. who I saw. Dude, I'm going to screenshot you a picture of it later. Because yeah. when he's in between people that he's becoming, he is just like, like a blur of skin in yeah. his yeah. face. And then that's he has exactly like, what yeah. I saw. oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Ugh. Really fucking <laughs> freaky, right? Wow, good call. Because that sounded so familiar to me. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's weird. Like, I feel like I can just picture that. Is it a movie or book? Or book? It's, it's like an HBO series. Both. It is a book. You could definitely... Oh, yeah. Duh, it's a book, too. <laughs> the show's pretty good, though. Well, it's I'm on saying, HBO. If you were looking for something to binge watch, you yeah. probably could do that. Well, I'm going to have some it couch t- uh, time next week. Remember yes, that that's thing I was thinking. telling you about? Yes. I'm looking for something to binge watch. So. That could be good, but it might be spooky. Ooh. Might bring back some traumatizing memories for me. Yeah, yeah maybe we idea. can explore what it. What happened after you saw the faceless man? Uh, well, the girl never saw it. She didn't see it, and, oh. and we were already, like, pretty much gonna pass it so like i turned away and then like we were already past the house and then when i, I looked and i looked behind us i couldn't see him that's creepy mm. 
She never saw him. Yeah, fuck that. Very creepy. Yeah, and now the house has since been ripped down, and there's there's nothing there. Yeah, like, get rid of, of it. Knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Quick. Well, that's like, do you remember the um the guy I used to work with um in Norfolk where he was like one of the officers there? He told me the story about how there was a house down the street from where he lived that was super creepy, and he was like, this place has got to be haunted. Everyone in the town thought it was haunted. So the house went up for sale, and they had an open house on it. So he mm-hmm. was like, all right, we're going in it. I want to see, you know, if it actually is haunted. Mm-hmm. So him and his son, they went, I think his, his wife went with him as well. They went to the house, and they walked around. And his son, I, I want to say he was, I think he said he was like three years old, three or four. Um, I can't hear you. Sorry. Can Go you ahead. hear me now? Yeah, that's good. Is that good? Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways, he asked his son, he said, what do you think of the house? And the son goes, I don't like it. He said, why? He goes, it's too whispery. Oh, gross. And he said, we got out of there very quickly. <laughs> it's too whispery. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, I don't know if he's going to win uh, Father of the Year, bringing a three-year-old into a known haunted house. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he's hey, just son, like, I need to see him. With Come with me and mom. We want to know if you see anybody. <laughs> yeah, I guess from then on, you just bring him to all sorts of places. Be like, do you hear anyone here? <laughs> no, Children we always it. sense like the creepy stuff as well. Yeah. I wonder if it's because they don't have like a firm grasp on like what people like some people consider their reality a certain way. And if you're very set in your ways, then you might not be open minded to other things. So yeah. I don't know if it's just because they I'm or not like, sure what it is. They said that about cats, too, though, thing with dogs, because yeah. remember when we first moved to the house or no, it was it was later on when we got Cooper and he kept staring into your office. at oh, like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Ooh. And, you were, and he'd be like, like really staring like intently. At I something. honestly think there was something in the house at one time. And I think we got Have it you guys out. Smudged? Uh, huh? Have you guys smudged the house? Uh, I did once, I didn't think. He almost killed me. Remember, I got super sick. Oh, oh yeah, shit. Did. The yeah. whole house. It's such a small house. And he You're like, supposed to open this. the windows, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let all that out. No, there was a brief period of time where um, uh, the power kept going out for some reason. Oh, I remember that. Me? But we actually, we, would, we thought that it, we were just overloading the circuit. Huh. Um, but now we have even more too, right? shit plugged into the same circuit, and it's fine. Yeah. Huh. You know? Weird. So, yeah. Oh, I was at a, a wedding about a year ago, right? It was yeah. one of my wife's good friends. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the bride's mom passed away like two months before the wedding. Yes. And like they, they, they almost canceled the wedding, but then yeah. they were like, well, no, because uh, she really would have wanted it to happen. And. So they ended up doing the wedding, and, and there was, like, a special seat for mom at it, and, and it was a tearjerker all the way. Yeah. yeah. And and then, like, um, it was at a really fancy hall up in um, Lynn. It was a really nice place. Mm. And they um, they made, like, a, okay, we're going to play uh, mom's special song for uh, oh, the sweet. family. And they started playing the song, and the <laughs> fucking power went out. Whoa. Yeah. It was crazy weird. Like when they started playing the song, the whole place went dark. And um, I happened to be uh, the next room over in the bar. Yeah. And it went dark in there too. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's weird. And and I was like, oh, this has happened all the time. The guy goes, this has never happened since I've been here. And uh, I didn't think anything of it until I got back into the hall and everybody had like white faces. They were all like, yeah. Where were you? Don't you know what happened? And, And then when they explained it to me, I was like, holy shit, that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. It's a little too coincidental. That's interesting, too, because I think that, like, when you try to summon a spirit or whatever, like, if you're using candles, they'll 
say like, oh, let us know if you're here. And it'll be like by like having like a candle go out or something like that or having like a candle ignite. Oh. If you think about it, what so they did at the wedding was basically really ritualistic. Yeah, you know what it I mean? was. Yeah, because you had a, a spot for her, a seat, like yeah. an right. opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, what do you think is harder for a ghost, to light a candle or to blow a candle out? To light a candle. Yeah, any ghost can blow one out. Yeah. That's like yeah. easy. Right? But like well, maybe it's like the darker ghost lights like the candle. If the candle goes out, like the flame goes out, you're like, oh, there was a breeze. Yeah. Yes. But if the flame comes back. That don't happen by nature. That's why all my candles are electronic now with batteries. fuck that, man. Nope. My mom had some interesting like dreams. Um, she had a dream the day before her father passed that she there was like a progression and she saw him sleeping in a coffin and he had he had passed and then the next day he passed away. What the fuck? Um, I think my mom is like a very sweethearted woman. Like in all of these dreams, like she's always like sobbing and then like the person who has passed says like it's okay. Like you need to just move on. Um, but the other really interesting dream was. Um, so there's a couple of moving parts in this story. So my sister is going to get her wedding ring. Like, you know, if you have a warranty in your ring, you bring it in every so often and they check it out. Yeah. Um, Cause you like, you just need to do it like yearly or, or bi-yearly or something. So she took it in. They were like, oh yeah, everything looks good. We'll just have someone like take a, a closer look at it in the back and we'll clean it for you and give it back. She's like, all right, cool. And then she got a call from my mother who had had a dream about my Nana on my, so my father's mother, and she said, oh, I had a dream about your Nana. And she told me, she said, um, tell Stephanie that one of the prongs in her rings is broken and she needs to take care of that. Oh, and Stephanie's like, oh, very weird and specific dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, very strange that you're calling me now as I'm getting this done. Yeah. She's like, no, I just went and it's fine. Like, everything's fine. And then she went to go get the ring back. And they said, oh, actually, one of the prongs... It was actually bent, so we're going to keep it and, like, fix it for you. Dude. So that was really weird. That's so strange. That is a thorough yeah. ghost. That's a thorough ghost. My wow. nana was a thorough woman. Mm -hmm. I had one strange dream where I have a few different sisters, and so there was a dream where we were at, like, a fair on, like, a roller coaster, but it was going, like, very, very slowly, like, through, like, a dark thing, and my sister Stephanie kept trying to, like, tell me something, tell me something. And my sister Erica was like making it all about her or whatever. And, but like in the dream, I understood that it was like, oh, she's trying to tell me that like, cause she looked pregnant. And I was like, I think she's pregnant. And I called her the next day and I was like, I had the weirdest dream that like you were trying to tell me that you were pregnant, but Erica wasn't letting you. And Stephanie told me, she was like, well, Erica is pregnant. I am also pregnant. <laughs> I didn't want to tell oh you my God. because I didn't want this to like, because I don't know if someone tells you that pregnant, she was trying to like help my my other sister through all of that because it was like a young pregnancy. She didn't know what to do. Yeah. So she's like, I just like, I've been waiting. I want to wait like a full three or four months before I say anything. It's, but it was really weird that I was like, hey, just on the off chance, like, are you? And she's like, yep, that's what happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's and I hadn't so seen her in a long time too because I was living at college and I was like, that's like, I didn't even know that she was trying. Yeah. Jean's a weird man. That's nuts. I, know, I don't right? like I, I don't like my <laughs> dreams. I I have a lot of dreams where I'm actually dying or stabbing people. Yeah, murderer. But a lot of times because I I freak myself out. I get. Have you ever stabbed me in one of your dreams, bro? No, no. Have you ever okay. stabbed no. me? I bet you have stabbed me. No, you no. 
Have right. you ever stabbed anyone at this table? No. All right. I was the only one. <laughs> mine, mine. <laughs> I was trying to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I get it. <laughs> we have our dates. You answered no pretty quick, though. <laughs> like, nope, nope, nope. Nobody here. He's afraid of the Love dreams y'all. That I have. <laughs> no, the dreams where I'm actually like being really violent, it's always in defense of somebody I love. So. Well, that's something. But I, those dreams are like. It's because you got a big heart, man. I it have weird, violent dreams that freak me out where I'm cap- in my dreams. I'm capable of uh, um, unprecedented violence <laughs> that I've never. Violence. Yeah, th- that I've never shown in real life, you know. Mm. But for me, that tells me that shit's inside of me. If you fuck with anybody I love, you wow. know what I mean? So, but sometimes I'll have those weird, it, usually when I'm stressed out, I'll get these really weird stress dreams. Well, stress does a lot. Uh, where I'm like, a lot yeah. to us. ripping yeah. people's faces off and you know what I mean? Yeah. Jesus. Are you like yeah. a super good fighter in your dreams? Like, you know, Kung Fu and you're like, not really, not really. It's just visceral, like carnage. I got gotcha. It's like, I'm not good at fighting, but I grab anything in yeah, hands reach and sloppy and maul you. Like that, you know? that has something to do with like your confidence in being able to handle yourself in a situation. Because like know. I have dreams where I'm fighting someone and I go to punch them and it's like punching through water. Oh, I get that all the time. Yeah, yeah. I get that it's too. More so just yeah. having like a, I think it's a lack of confidence in in you being able to handle it, even though you yeah. might be able to committing yeah. to a decision, um, maybe still. Or and I lose my vision from here. That happens to me too. Or I so can't lift I can my head up here down. So it's always yeah chasing me in their feet. Yeah, yeah. isn't that crazy? Interesting. The Whoa. dreams that freak me out are the ones, and I've told you this dream before too. Um, we buy a house and it's like somewhere in the woods, oh, and the house is surrounded by people with guns. Fuck that! And I'm in the backyard and they shoot me in the head. And, oh my god! Yeah, and then I die in the dream, but my it's just like my eyes are closed and I'm like thinking to myself i'm dead now like i got shot in the head and i'm dead and i can't it, it's just black and then i woke up and i told her that story i'm like we can't buy a house in the woods now <laughs> <laughs> that is creepy though literally uh, and then one day we were at the time i think we were we were renting a duplex and it was like yeah that's what it felt like he was in the backyard facing the house and he was like this is where my dream was oh god, yeah. <laughs> oh god. and i was yeah. like no it wasn't it's fine it's fine yeah. <laughs> I've had yeah. a reoccurring dream that I get in a horrible car accident in a blue car. Oh, That's why I'll, yes. I'll never, never own a blue car. Yes. My mom had one of those dreams when I was a kid, but it was a silver car. So she, and like throughout my life, she would remind me like when it was time to get a car, she was like, no silver cars. And I was like, okay. And then when we, I went with Anthony to buy a, a car and Anthony said to the guy, he was like, yeah, whatever you have, but like not silver though, because um, I don't know. Her mom's like a gypsy or whatever. So. <laughs> and I was like, you don't even have to tell him. You could just say we don't like silver. Yeah. That would be fine. Her mom's a gypsy or something. TMI, TMI. But yeah, even with my sisters, like my sister Chrissy got a silver car, and she like called her, and she was like, I can't believe that you would do that. Yeah. You know about your sister, and I was like, Mom, this has gone on too long. Your mom's pretty superstitious too, huh? She is. Yeah. I don't blame her because some of the stuff that she dreams about happens. So I'm like, yeah, mom, whatever you want. Like, I just won't do that. Maybe your mom can tap into some of that psychic stuff then, you know? Yeah, they say, maybe. like, premonition and... Yeah. Dude. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> some Nostradamus shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you guys want to do. We're two hours in. Um, and I still have an hour before that. You guys want to call it? Well, I had a wonderful time. 
Yes. I did too. Me as well. Thanks for inviting me I think me this on, is guys. a great... Yes. I had yeah, a lot of fun. Thanks for finally inviting me. Sorry. Just kidding. You've been asking me. <laughs> it's been <laughs> cock-blocking you forever. <laughs> no, he's been asking me for I want you I've on been, next I've week. Been yeah. Next I'll week, get, I want you on. I'll get a second... Or rather a third. I'll, I'll see what else we have for mics because this one Anthony is at home. But we'll I can do always, a longer I can one order, with you for sure. I can order a couple more headphones and mics too if you I'll want. I'll figure it out. And we were all legit. Yeah, it'll be nice. I didn't realize we were going to have four people today. So this is yeah. cool. It's you guys out. haven't done four so, people yet? No, no. no. We haven't even done three people yet. Oh, my <laughs> so God. It actually worked out really well. I kind of like figured everyone was going to be like interrupting everyone. I was really yeah. worried but about it. Not bad. No, not bad. We're all yeah. polite people. So. Well, that's one Thank thing God. that we learned quickly on the Northeast Tattoo Brew is we were always trying to talk over each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'd, we'd go back and listen to it, and it would sound like shit. So we're like, yeah. oh, we gotta, you got to kind of like wait people out and, yeah. Yeah. And, and not try to talk over people. So, um, And I, I thought for sure you guys already had that conversation, but apparently not. We had no. talked about how, like I had told you, I was like, oh, I'm kind of worried about it, but we'll, we'll figure it out. And yeah. I mean, me and him have done it enough where like like he likes to tell a long story so i know to add small tidbits and then like reactions yeah (laughs) but like i know that like he's not gonna stop talking until he finishes the story Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but also i think it's a personality thing so if you have like you and rob where you both like to be like the person to be funny or the person to (laughs) if you don't have someone who will like back you up i think it's a little more difficult the ghost stories are fun because then everybody gets to tell a different experience you know so it's more like a conversation yeah well the new scary story is the election. I hope uh, you, okay, <laughs> it all goes okay. Anybody, Not to bring up politics. No, but, let's bring it up right now. Yeah. Did you guys see the videos of hotels in New York boarding up, like anticipating oh, yeah. the election? Massachusetts, they just called uh, out uh, the National Guard in yeah. preparation really? of whatever the yeah. fuck's going to happen. I think Rhode Island did too. Yeah. And then I just heard this morning that the, uh, either the Democrats filed a lawsuit against the Republicans or the Republican Party filed a lawsuit against the Democratic Party. Okay. But there's something that I heard about that. Does that have to do with the bus? Probably. With Biden's bus? I guess yeah. a bunch what of... Happened? Uh, you can t- I don't know the whole story. So, in Texas, Biden was on his way to Austin to um, do a quick, like, speech rally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Talk, you know, court voters, please vote for me, right? So, mm-hmm. uh he was not on this bus, but it was one of the tour buses for Biden. It has his big, his face on it. It says Biden on the side. Mm. And there was like, like a hundred different vehicles, all with all Trump supporters. They had the flags on the back of the trucks and everything, and they tried to run the bus off the Holy road. Holy fuck! Oh, that's terrible. And then Trump encouraged it. So. All these people are freaking say? out. They're like, we can't have the president encouraging violence against uh, somebody that's, that's yeah, you know, a, a presidential candidate. That's insane, yeah, you know. Yeah. So then, um, I think there's yeah, there's some kind of lawsuit. Or, yeah. No, maybe that's maybe you're talking about something else because what happened was the FBI opened up an investigation into what exactly happened because. Um, somehow they knew that his bus was there. I don't know if it was just like chance, like coincidence that they were on the same highway because they've been doing that all around the country now is all these uh, cars are getting together and they're, they're all Trump supporters. We saw it the other day. They were blocking the traffic. A mile Uh, and a half long. Yeah. We went to go look at a house and uh, there were hundreds of cars and trucks all with like Trump stuff. And they're like yelling at people and flipping each other off. And it's insane, dude. They got a whole shit show brewing here. 
Next so, week's going to be scary, I'll tell you. It is going to be scary. So when the FBI announced that they're opening up an investigation to find out who was trying to be violent against Biden and this bus, Trump um, was like, uh, he started talking shit about the FBI, saying like, um, you need to leave these patriots alone, you know, these people are good people or whatever, and everybody's like all up in arms because it's like, you know, what side are you on kind of mm. thing, you know? So I know, I know, I didn't want to bring. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're I fine. just hope that we all can get through all of this shit, um, and be and, better people on the other yeah, side, and we're safe. So, um, um, yeah. If shit hits the fan, Jeff, I'm coming to your house. I got a, I got a pretty good compound. Yeah, there. right. <laughs> we can fortify it. Bring all your weapons. Bring, bring everything you got. I got, I got uh, food saved up. Right on. Uh, yeah. We got plenty of ammo. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to hunker down and Why get through not? this. Yeah. It's Sounds really, good. like, scary stuff. And yeah. even, like, I've had, like, clients and then also, like, family members and friends, like, checking in. Like, when, like, do you see that weird flyer for a, a violent protest was out for Providence last week? Oh, the Providence Purge. Yeah. 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 So some people thought that it was actually just, like, a hoax to get... Um, or it was like set up by police or something like that, like a catfishing situation where they're right. like trying to get all of the violent protesters to come out in order to arrest Tommy them. Tommy and Jesse met. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> who was catfishing who? Yeah. <laughs> I'll never tell you. I'll never tell. Um, I thought you meant the purge. I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> That's romantic. Our first purge. I remember it like it was yesterday. Oh, God. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's the age of misinformation. I know. That's what I, I keep know. saying because I'm just like, we have so much information but none of it seems like it's real or like I founded know. you know what i mean it's so hard to find fact now instead of opinion i know i think people get tired of that yeah it's you hard you go to one news network and you get a completely different story than the next channel over yeah i don't know how much more the american yeah it's getting old yeah. even with newspapers and like online articles it's really hard to like figure out like you have to like cross-reference everything now and be like all right is this reputable you have to almost like read from one side to the other and there is no middle anymore. No. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Scary shit. Well, I hope none of us get attacked by ghosts on our ride home today. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, me too. Or dogs. Giant dogs. killer. Is it dark already? Dogs. Is that why you want Danes now to protect you? I had Danes before that. Oh. That was Damn. Awesome. That's all right. I thought I figured um, it out. No, but Fred actually remember when we did live in Somerset. I told him so uh, in medieval times, the castles, um, they used to let Great Danes roam the halls because they were considered to ward off evil spirits so i told fred that story and, and i we, wouldn't let time, muffin go he, he, he like, basically did yeah. any everything but putting a leash to her and attaching <laughs> her to his side <laughs> walking around the house yep. <laughs> she's just this goofy dumpy thing just walking around you know? <laughs> that makes sense too why you got freaked out because cooper was staring yeah yeah he gets freaked out by everything i know he's house. like a little buttercup Scooby-Doo, 100%. Yeah, he's so cute, though. Muffin's my tough girl. (laughs) Can't wait to snug him. (laughs) All right, guys. It's been super fun. I love you all. It has. Happy belated Halloween. Everybody stay safe in the upcoming weeks of craziness. (laughs) Get tattoos. Stay cool. Right on. All right. See you guys later. Bye-bye. I was wondering.